0: You know, I've got got quite a few. Uh, Promotion was massive. Winning the Carling Cup back in '96, massive. But if I'm honest, the like the biggest moment for me was battering Liverpool (laughs) 17.
1: Wow! is Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? wow oh oh, you know what I didn't even see that coming oh oh, man (laughs) (laughs) hey listen
2: so do you want to know why Uncle Tass is a snake? Because he really getting me from doing the introduction Says oh he's going to do the introduction Pulls out his phone and starts reading from his phone So obviously that's something you guys won't be able to see Listen
1: there, there, there's going to be a camera scene So there's going to be video footage of everything Like right now you want me to tell them that you're naked and they're in delivery <laughs> <laughs> uh, my bro, my bro like you just got on boxes it's like i feel very uncomfortable this is an uncomfortable work environment
2: what's going on people and welcome back to the top bins pod top talking points top analysis and the top goals from the premier league do you know what that is that's top bins that is indeed i am your host spainy joined by my ever-present co-host uncle tas yo and today ladies and gentlemen There's no Premier League football, so you know what that means. We have got another guest in the building, lifelong Aston Villa fan, Nachi.
0: Thank you for having me, guys. Really appreciate it.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: Thank you. Welcome indeed. How are you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm really good today. Good stuff. You, you
2: excited for the, your first Top Bin's appearance, yeah?
0: I'm I ain't gonna lie. I'm nervous, but,
2: <laughs> but I'm feeling good, definitely. Good man, good man. You rehearsed your lines and stuff. You're ready, yeah? Yeah, yeah. In the mirror,
0: all of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good man, good man. Uncle Tass, what are you saying? You know what? I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay right now. Can't lie. Like I thought, I left you man in the mud in lockdown and all that, but <laughs> the people here are telling me I'm going back into lockdown myself, so I'm just okay. I'm okay at the moment. But what are you saying, Spainy? How are you I'm all right, man. I'm
2: all right. So two my boys earlier on today went for a nice little walk. Bro. Eh? 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 Went for a walk, social distance oh, oh, okay, walk. Bro. Okay, Come okay, here. okay, okay, okay. Social distance walk. Uh, out in a. Uh, Massive open park, so it's all good. Don't worry, man, it's all good. Um, but yeah, otherwise, other than that, I'm good, man. Obviously, my boy scraped it through their fake Cup the other day. Uh, it's interesting that actually we got a Liverpool and Aston Villa fan on the, on the set because obviously you boys played each other during the week, but um,
0: oh,
2: yeah. It. yeah, it wasn't a reflective game, was it? Because obviously. You boys were playing with your uh, with, with your, your young bucks, yeah, so yeah. We, we won't dive too much into that. And hopefully, there's there's no there's no hard feelings
0: towards Uncle Tass. Not at all. Not at all. Not <laughs> I, I at think
1: time. I think revenge is a dish best served cold. Like I feel we were nice to you boys because you lot didn't take time with our kids when you played us last season. So I wanted a bit more from us. But you know what? It was a nice little story. What that little Barry kid getting his first goal. So everyone goes from happy. Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that boy's the future. You know. Watch out. Oh sorry Case
1: Jones, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't try that. Don't try that. Don't try that. Case Jones is alright though.
0: He's a Hey,
2: Listen. Anyway, I got no I've got no comment. No, no further comments. <laughs> but hey. Uh well, let's, let's let's get cracking. But Uncle Tass,
1: what, what should the people them do? Make sure they rate, review and subscribe to the pod and tell a friend to tell a friend let's get the top bins pod community
2: out there exactly you heard what the guy said Definitely. right ladies and gentlemen well, as i said no premier league fixtures this week so we're going to do another team deep dive but before we get into that we'll do the uh, top talking points of the week obviously transfer windows open is january transfer windows open a lot of speculation not a lot of movement so far but we'll uh we'll cover off any movement that's happened so far uh, we'll do the Aston Villa deep dive obviously we've got Nachi in the building lifelong Aston Villa fan we'll get his thoughts on how Aston Villa have been doing the season so far uh, we've done the predictions last week so we won't cover that again but we'll do listeners questions and join the discussion as well so I mean depending on how much Nachi can come back his side <laughs> on the agenda relatively speaking it's a relatively short one but <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we'll see how the deep dive goes <laughs> Uncle Tass, what were we saying about talking points for them?
1: So we've got quite a few talking points. Um, First one, which was earlier this week, Michael Oliver came out and said that he got the Van Dijk-Pickford decision wrong in the Merseyside derby earlier on in the season. I think he came out and said that um, the whole focus was about, is it a penalty? Is it not a penalty? And no one was really focused on, well, is it serious foul play and can Pickford be sent off? So um, it's quite nice to see that after the fact which is I think a lot of the problem we have as football fans is that if someone makes a mistake and you come out and say hey I've made a mistake this is what it should have been we can accept that but if it's just a case of it seems like a mistake no one says anything you're like well where do we stand what happens next time it comes up but um yeah I think it's not a good story because obviously Van Dijk is still injured but in terms of the referee coming out and making an admission that is it's a mistake is good. What are your guys' thoughts on that? You know, I'm getting very terrible at like, keeping up to... Well, I was saying that earlier, actually. That I, I'd actually taken this whole
2: week off and I've just not been on top of any of the news. So I didn't actually know if Michael Oliver came out and said that. But very interesting. I think um, I'd be interested to know what, with one of these things. Obviously, it's easy to sit here and say, oh, I came out and made a mistake because we're sitting here, Virgil van Dijk's obviously out for the rest of the season. If he hadn't been out for the rest of the season, would he have come out and said that? I mean, I guess that's neither here nor there, but I think it's a good thing that a a referee can come out and say, look, I made a mistake. But at the same time, isn't this what VAR was brought in to prevent? I don't understand this.
0: I was just about to say that. I think you're 100% right. I mean, congratulations on coming out and saying it, but I think it's a little too late, really and truly. I think that should have been addressed at the time rather than months later. Do you know what I mean? So,
2: Honestly, it makes no sense. You know what I say? Scrap VAR. Scrap it What the hell's the point like, no, Referee should it Needs saying, to be coming up
1: The main thing behind it Is that even in the moment They were just Focused on Is it a penalty Is it not Can we give it Is it offside Rather than Okay what the Extra ramifications I can still send him off Yeah I mean I get that But regardless VAR
2: Regardless of what point They're looking at They, they have looked at it Numerous times I mean I remember watching a game And I'm pretty sure I recall seeing That incident As in uh, The contact between and Pickford and Virgil van Dijk being replayed on numerous occasions. The, the commentators were saying, "Is that not serious foul play?" Etc. Etc. VAR should be able to, to 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 make the decision at the time and say, regardless of whether or not we're looking at the offside, we can see. They showed it enough times for you to be able to see. So, how many times have we seen in the past where a foul is given for serious foul play after a free kick or whatever has been given, it, just because? It, it the, the situation we were in and whatnot at the time, I don't understand why that wasn't the case. So I'm not trying to hear it from VAO, oh, we were only looking at the penalty incident. You saw the incident numerous times. It was replaced you numerous times in the moment. You should have looked at that and said, right, this is actually serious foul play. Regardless of the injury or not, this is serious foul play. Pickford was on a mad team. Come on, man. Like, they, they, I'm not trying to hear, oh, we were only looking at the That's a weak excuse, I'm sorry, because VAO was brought in to prevent any of this, and it's not doing it. Do you get what I mean? And now they're trying to backtrack and, and cover their uh, cover their steps by saying, "Oh, we were only looking at." I'm not trying to hear that. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hear that because best believe, if there was a if there was a goal, they would look at a move that happened ten passes mm. ten passes ago to make sure nobody was offside. For example, do you get what I mean? So I'm not trying to hear that. I'm sorry.
1: Unless it was a United goal.
2: Hey, listen. Don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. you better sound a mad salty. Why is why is the uh, uh, clock coming out getting getting bitter for man? Come on, man.
0: You know what, I, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I'll be honest with him. I, I really feel like United get too many penalties.
2: Bro, VAR, that means they are penalties. <laughs> VAR looks at all of them, they are penalties, nah, nah, bro. Nah, nah. They should call you Penchester United. Nah, nah, that's nah, sure, 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 sure,
0: Agendas, agendas, <laughs> I don't like
2: this. Come on, man. But yeah, that's that's my opinion anyway. I think I think VAR's, VAR's not doing what it's supposed
0: to be doing, man. Yeah, definitely. I think, if anything, it's brought more confusion to the game.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I I agree on that, but hopefully we'll get there eventually. So moving on to the next bit of news. So this is almost three stories in run, One, rather, because it's all surrounding coronavirus. So first one was surrounding West Ham and uh, Manuel Lanzini. I think he broke some COVID protocols and they were causing him to be punished. And Moyes came out and said players need to be treated as humans. So if you're not punishing the general public... um, in any sort of flagrant way, then why do you expect footballers to act differently or behave differently or be treated any differently? So yes, um, he deserves punishment for breaking the rules, but it should be in line with what the general public are being punished for the same breaches. What do you think about that?
2: That That is an interesting one. Um, I, I very much like the fact that Moyes is backing his playoff. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, but I feel like footballers know what they're setting up for when they become professional footballers, right? They are idols to people. And people look to them for—it's—it's it's unfortunate, but impressionable kids look to them for behaviors, how to act in certain situations, etc. Right? And so, if a young kid sees a professional footballer do whatever they heard they want, regardless of whether oh they—they they are humans at the end of the day, etc. They are humans that can make up their own decision. They are adults as well. Do you get what I mean? They should be able to just follow simple rules. Um, and the fact that that a lot of players it seems are blatantly disregarding them. Don't get me wrong, like I feel, because I feel for them, because obviously yeah, at the same time all of this is happening just after the Christmas and New Year period. People are going to spend time with their families, like that is understandable, and it seems to be that whole period is what's led to these this outbreak in in coronavirus coronavirus cases in the Premier League. Um, but in this, on the same breath, it is kind of footballers need to understand that they are role models and that people look to them for how they behave in certain situations, and this is unfortunately one of those situations. To get what I mean, and so. I I I respect the fact that Moyes is backing his players, but f- again, footballers, of, of course they shouldn't be held to higher regard, but they should understand when the spotlight is, sh- is shone on them in, in that regard, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, no, I hear you on that. Like, it's a difficult one um, because again, like you say, they are role models, but because they're in such the limelight now, As well, because it's the only or one of the only live sports being played with great regularity that he just needs to buck up your ideas as a footballer and say, you know what, I'm just going to get my head down for the next few months until the season's over and then hopefully we can get back to normality. But on that point, the second COVID story was Sean Dyche making what I feel is a very good recommendation. He said that all the Premier League players should be prioritized for vaccinations. And then all the money that is currently being used to test players regularly, that should then be donated to the NHS. So, I mean, whether or not you agree with the NHS being a charity or not, and whether or not we should donate to the NHS, that's neither here nor there, because this isn't a politics podcast, but it does prevent good value for money if we're testing players regularly. Let's get them the vaccine, get it out of the way, keep morale high by playing sport and get the money pumped into the NHS. Do you agree or disagree, guys?
0: You no, know, it's, it's a fair point, to be fair. I think the NHS has done a lot for, for the general public. And, I mean, there is a lot of scrutiny about footballers and the amount of money they make and how they treat it differently. So I do think that, yeah, the money should really be invested back into the NHS, definitely.
2: I was looking to see your response because obviously your <laughs> missus, your missus is a doctor in the NHS. She'll be listening. She's wide open. Brain. I was sweating with that
0: response. <laughs> That's why I look straight to you. Actually, <laughs> what did you have to say? Crap, clap for the NHS,
2: as well, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's one of those ones where it's it's hard to kind of see um, a downside to that. Obviously, as you said, you're spending so much money in regularly testing footballers anyway. Um, Obviously, the suit, if, if you can prevent the need for such regular testing by vaccinating them, cool. As you're quite right, you quite rightly said, Uncle Test. Um. Obviously, sport right now is obviously providing morale for a lot of people, providing entertainment, entertainment, keeping a lot of people sane in this time. Um. It it, it does make sense. I can't personally see a, a downside to that um and obviously they're saying that a lot of the money that's being spent on testing these players so regularly will be donated to the nhs i don't see why not especially because obviously we saw in the height of the well i mean i say the height of the pandemic we the height we don't even seem to have breached the surface yet but um <laughs> i'm talking back in that like, the original lockdown when you were hearing governments government ministers talking about oh footballers need to do more etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean this is very much in line with that so i don't see why not
1: yeah i, I definitely agree in, um The the only question is whether or not that money will actually then make it to the NHS. Because as we know, football clubs are greedy, greedy people, as Mike Ashley proves every week. But (laughs) that's a nice little segue into the third one, because Steve Bruce came out and said it is morally wrong to play on in the current midst of the pandemic. And obviously he's the Newcastle manager and they are currently playing quite shockingly. I mean, they're not playing good football at the moment. So they've been on a steady decline and descent towards the bottom. There's still a few points clear of the relegation scrap at the minute. But is this, do you agree with it? being morally wrong or do you think this is just him just trying to play a bit of man games similar to what Sam Allardyce was trying to do a couple of weeks ago saying that we should have a circuit breaker and a two-week break?
2: Yeah, nah, it's, it's he's definitely trying to pull a Sam Allardyce here, man. I think at the end of the day, these are professional footballers who are being paid handsomely to do what they love, right? Now, I'm not saying that means they should put themselves in the face of danger or kind of um, in harm's way, if you like in the way of the virus, but I'm fairly confident if you were to do a poll across professional football, a overwhelming percentage of them would want to continue playing um, because I mean it, it's what they love to do. Is is and they and they get to do, they know they're in a privileged position. And they get to do it. Do you get what I mean? So it's easy for a manager to kind of turn around and say, "Okay, my team's not really performing. It's great. You know what? We shouldn't be playing football right now." But I mean, even half of his players, I'm sure, would still want to play if they could. Do you get what I mean? And so. It's, it's it's when it's coming from a manager, I tend to kind of not look. I tend to kind of, kind of take it with a pinch of salt. Not to say that they're not in the, in the, in 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 the firing line because obviously they are, but they're not the ones running on the pitch for ninety minutes and and actually. They're not the ones actually doing the the thing that we we're watching. If, if that makes sense, I hope I'm making sense. I can't really get my words together on that one. I'm trying to say there, but uh, you, I know you will understand what I'm trying to say. Um, but no, he's definitely trying to pull a Sam Allardyce there, man. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If they did a poll and footballers said, yeah, we don't actually want to do it, then fine. I, I mean, I'll eat my hat, I'll, t- I'll take my words back or whatnot. But I mean, we're in this position because footballers wanted to go back and play, if I'm not mistaken. Do you know what I mean? When, when they took away, when football wasn't being played, I'm fairly confident every footballer was like, can't wait to get back on the pitch, can't wait to get back on the pitch. Do you get what I mean? And we're now in a position where obviously vaccines being rolled out. Um, I mean, it seems like we know less and less about the virus as time goes on, but it seems um, that they got to a point where the virus didn't seem to be as kind of potent, if that's the right word to use, as it once was particularly back in March, um, April times. But no, I think... I think he's just trying to he really just wants to buy himself some time for his club I and mean, trying to trying to get their team in a in a in a direction that he can steer them properly.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. That's fair. I, I mean I'm I'm in the same boat as you. It, it's morally on the line as to whether football not should continue, but Steve Bruce being the one to come out of it, he's got an agenda, like a clear agenda here. But on to a bit of transfer news now. So there've been a little bit of movement to start the window, um, not been as busy as it has been in previous years. But again, coronavirus will probably be playing a part in that. But we had Sam Maladais dip, in, he'd dip his toes into the market and sign Robert Snodgrass, so a player he managed at West Ham previously. So he's made his first foray into trying to save the baggies, signed him on, on a two-year deal, I believe. And um, Amar Diallo, so he spoke about this in a little bit more detail during the summer, but that deal has now been finalized and he's signed for Manchester United. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not he'll be thrust into the first team or is the expectation going to be that he goes to the under-23s and he's just a bit part player for the rest of the season. But time will tell on that one. And then a bit of a shock really, but Sebastian Haller moved to Ajax for 25 million euros. I think no one can deny that Haller has been better in recent times, but he's probably not lived up to the expectations of his big money moves to West Ham initially, he signed for 45 million pounds. But I think they've done quite well to get 25 or 20 million pounds back for him. Um he was obviously thrust into the lineup when Antonio went down with a Hammy. Um, back end of last year. So he, he showed a bit more and showed he has a bit of life in his legs and West Ham have capitalised on that straight away and just sold him to Ajax. So, I mean, I know you're a bit of a fan of West Ham slash Halla Spainy. So what are your thoughts on that move? <laughs> I mean, I,
2: I, I, I'm more of a fan when uh, when Antonio's in the team. Hala, Hala's just there to, to pick up the pieces when he can. But no, um, I mean, it, it, like you said, interesting move. I think... In recent weeks, yeah, cool. He's been um, he's been get, he's been getting in and amongst the goals and getting a few more chances than he seems to have done in his whole flipping career at, 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 at um, West Ham. So it's, interest, it's interesting to see that they managed to pull that much for him. Uh, as you quite rightly hit the nail on the head, the the forty five million pound that they paid for him originally didn't live up to that price tag at all. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's just very interesting that they were able to kind of secure that move and, and get that that kind of money for him um i mean i wish him all the best out there um the obviously one that i'm naturally looking forward to is diallo to see as exactly as you said is he gonna feature in the first team or is he gonna feature in the under 23s like police done since he joined because obviously police came to us in the summer and he's just been playing in the um in the first team um in the under 23s since he's joined but um the interesting thing is obviously they did a whole announcement oh um Diallo's squad is going to be number 19 and all this type of stuff. So there's a little bit of hype around his move. Um, I don't recall there being as much around um, use when he joined. So that'll be interesting to see. And um, Snodgrass, uh, I mean, that'll be quite dangerous for him. Um, I know he's getting on a bit, but still we know he's got a dangerous left foot. And so West Brom will now have another kind of dangerous left footer in their ranks to go alongside um, Pereira. So it'll be interesting to see who lines up for free kicks when, uh, when they're getting them in those dangerous areas. But yeah, I mean... But this would be quite a transfer window so far.
1: Yeah, hoping it picks up towards the back end, especially for Liverpool. I mean, I know we're struggling a bit to find the perfect defender, knowing we've got two defenders coming back. But it does look like we need some cover, so hopefully we can get something over the line. Then last bit of news, it wouldn't be top bins if we didn't have a few digs at Arsenal. So rumours for (laughs) Ozil to be leaving this window to Fenerbahce. I mean, um, at the moment, it just seems like a lot of um, ITK talk on Twitter. So I'm not really sure if that's going to be formalized or that's going to come through. But those are the rumors. That's what the streets are saying. And also, Arsenal apparently took out a £120 million COVID loan from the Bank of England. So... Yeah, things aren't all right at the finance department in the Emirates, which is what we hear all the time. Is the main thing as to why they moved to the Emirates to be more financially stable and to be a elite club or super club. And boy, it kind of sounds like they're hustling in reverse and heading the other way. <laughs> Massive hustling, hustling in reverse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do not kill me. <laughs> um, yeah, boy, I, I don't know what's going on, Ezul. Uh, so- <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've we've obviously discussed um the reasons he's not playing. Um if they manage to offload him, that would be very uh, interesting. Obviously, if he's going to Fenerbahce, batch, he'll be going to his kind of home country if you like, which I'm sure he'll feel comfortable doing. Um it's funny because I saw um there's a Sky Sports News um debate on as I can't remember the guy's name, but he was saying um Obviously, Urz was only staying for for um, financial reasons, and I mean, to be honest, who can blame him? He's on three fifty a week. Why the hell not? I mean, I say that, but I know me as a man that loves football. I mean, I, I think I'd rather be playing than than securing three fifty because as a professional footballer, you're securing enough anyway. Do you get what I mean? I mean, he's earned three fifty for the, like what the last two seasons or so. So I mean, he, there should be enough in the kitty for him to be able to take at least a little bit of a pay cut. Like, come on, man. Um, But one of the interesting things that I saw is I've seen a post on Instagram with this debate on Sky Sports and Jimmy Bullard actually um, piped up. And Jimmy Bullard's not someone that I can say I I potentially um, uh, agree with in terms of everything he says and and him in general. But um, he actually piped up and was like, oh, you're looking at it way too simplistically. Of course, it's easy to say that he's staying there for the money, but... I mean, he might be settled, his family might be settled, his kids might be settled, he might have business ventures here that he's still, he's trying to look after, et cetera, et cetera. Because I think people forget that footballers are, um, <laughs> kind of coming back to what we were discussing earlier when we said about David Moyes saying about footballers are humans. But in this regard, I think it's more it's more, um, it's more uh, of a point in point in the sense of footballers are human beings at the end of the day. They have families. It's not easy to just constantly keep upping up sticks and moving. Do you get what I mean? Just any time a club wants to get rid of you or, or whatnot, and especially the age that Urza was at, obviously he's getting to a point where he's going to be, he's, I mean, he's definitely past his heyday. In his twilight years, he's going to be retiring soon. So he, as a footballer at that age, you want to start settling. Um, and so it, 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 there could be numerous reasons. But I mean, obviously you look at 350 a week and you say he's staying for the money, but I don't know. I don't know. But if he I me mean, a Fenerbahce, like I said, it'd be, it'd be a, uh, I mean, good move for Fenerbahce, of course. as um, I'm sure, will be taking, well, it's not been a question he'll be taking a massive pay cut to go there if he was to do that but um I think given everything that he's been experiencing in terms of outside of football uh when it, whether it comes to the the German national team whether it comes to um uh obviously Arsenal not playing him for one reason or the other uh I think that even for him
1: could be could be a decent move yeah yeah and like you say he, he's Too good of a footballer to still not having a pitch. So, whatever his reasons for wanting to stay at Arsenal, we want to see him playing again. Like, he, he, although he hasn't shown it as much over the past few years, he's still quality, quality, quality player. And the way he plays, he could probably play well into his mid 30s. Calm, well, Nachi,
2: hey, hey, it's your time to shine, boy. It's your time to shine. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are gonna go into an Aston Villa deep Dive. As you may know, we obviously had Jay Black on the pod previously uh, when we did an Arsenal deep dive. Um I think that's the only other I think that's no, we must have done others. I feel no, the other I think the other one we did um we just did listeners' questions, didn't we, for the whole episode. But we had Jay Black on and we did an Arsenal deep dive with him. That was that was quite interesting to get his thoughts on Arsenal. So now, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, another another uh Non game week, another <laughs> guest, and this week we're discussing everything Aston Villa. So you sure you're ready to back up your back your boys, yeah?
0: All day up the Villa. Let's do this.
2: <laughs> Say no more, right, Uncle Tass? I believe you've got uh, got some questions for our guy. So without much further ado, let's get into it. Fire away. What's your first question for him?
1: So my first question is one that wasn't on the list. So um I don't know if you've prepared stock answers, but this should throw you off a bit. Um, <laughs> what would you rate your season so far out of 10?
0: Oh, Honestly, I would say a six. I know a lot of Villa fans are getting extremely gassed up and thinking we can qualify for Champions League and European football. Right now, for me, it's a work in progress. So the way I see it is, we get enough points to certify that we are staying in the Premier League another season, I'm happy. And then we'll build we'll it from there. So I would definitely say a six out of ten right now.
1: Interesting, interesting. I guess it's, it's always easier to look from the outside in and say, compared to what you're expecting Villa to do and what they're doing now, you'd expect a higher number. But when you're in there watching every game, 90 minutes, you, you're going to have a different feeling, a different sentiment. So... Yeah, that, that's fair. So, tell us, why did he start supporting Aston Villa?
0: <laughs> you know, it's 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 funny. Like when people ask me, and I normally say that yeah, I was born in Birmingham, <laughs> I moved to <laughs> London, and the accent went. But it was it was just kind of spontaneous. Like I remember I was sitting at home with my dad watching football. He's a massive Spurs fan. And he was like, you don't support a team. And I was like 11 or so. I, I just I just love football. I love the game. Always have done. And then I just started watching Villain and thought, you know what? I, I like Dwight York. I like Ian Taylor. I like Sabah Which I love the team. I love how they play. And they just became my team. And my dad used to laugh at me. And he was like, they never win their average team. Why are you supporting them for? <laughs> but I, I literally, I just fell in love. Literally, I proposed got committed and like I'm married to Villa like I, I can't get a divorce you know what I mean
1: no, I love that, I, love that. But I I do think it's a little bit cheeky from your dad though because I mean do Spurs even win uh, you know what I was you know, see if I knew what
0: I knew now back then I would have I would have like challenged him. Still. <laughs> but, but yeah but yeah I just I just I always love underdogs and like I just love Villa I've loved the club love the players and it's just yeah, I'm just committed, but you know that obviously when you in a team.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we it's it's one of those like you, you, once you've passed a certain age as well. There's there's no change, There's no flip flop, and it's just your team for life. Like you can have an affinity to other teams, but you're a Villa fan for life.
0: That's it. Literally, my my blood is clear and blue. <laughs>
1: I'd hope not, but yeah. Might want to get that checked. <laughs> that might, might be another COVID strength. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, um, what's your best Premier League moment for Aston Villa? <sighs> uh, you know, I've got, I've got quite a few.
0: Uh, promotion was massive. Winning the Carling Cup back in 96. Massive, but if I'm honest, the like the biggest moment for me was battering Liverpool 17.
1: <laughs> wow, is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Wow. Oh, you know what? I didn't even see that coming. Oh, oh man. Oh,
0: my. Hey, listen,
1: just know I always spin the coupon on pods, you know. I always spin the coupon. It's coming back. Don't worry, i got you. Well done. well one no, one no.
0: You know, to be to be fair, yeah, like when the game was about to start, I must have messaged most Liverpool fans that I knew, and I was like, just allow us tonight, yeah. <laughs> like I'll take 3-0, just keep it, keep it simple. But the game, I mean, I was so happy, I started crying. <clears throat> like tears went down my eyes. It was like winning the World Cup final. I was emotional.
2: Bro, Uncle Tassel's watching it here. Uh, uh, we're watching it together, and I mean. I was scared for my TV, let's put it that way. Yeah. I, I thought was gonna break my TV, bro. No, don't, try that.
1: don't try that. Don't try that. I wasn't that angry. I was very humble and said we deserve to get beaten. We had we wanna into nothing. Like I mean, it's it's well it's easy saying that retrospectively at 90
0: minutes, but
2: during the 90 minutes, are you sure you were that like, calm? A hundred percent. Do you know where it
0: is though? I'm sure I've got videos. I'll, I'll try to find them. I'm sure I've got videos. I'll try to find them, don't worry. See, what I say is, I think Liverpool didn't show us respect. They were they were defending way too high and then we just hit them with the counter and there was bam, 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 goal, goal, goal. But um, it's right. like football, you get those freak results. I mean, we play you at Anfield or back at Villa Park again next season, that won't happen. You know what I mean? But it's in the books now, isn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's in the books and it's, it's it's down as your greatest Premier League moment. It, no, it is.
0: Real talk, it really is. Like, it was a very emotional day. Like, it really was. Boy.
1: Okay, okay. So let's think General Premier League now, not Aston Villa focus. What would you say is your best Premier League memory?
0: Ooh. Off hmm. script there, boy. Yeah. <laughs> not, not Aston Villa. Well, I don't even know if I can answer that question. Yeah, up. I'm trying to think. I was going to say Man City winning the Premier League on the final day, the Aguero goal, because that was... Even though I'm not a Man City fan, I don't really care for them. Mm. Sorry, Man City fans. But... I mean, I'm... I'm of that <laughs> that, mate, to this, to be
2: honest. Have you ever met a Man City fan in your life? Actually, no. Exactly. <laughs> I know they exist. But, but yeah. the, yeah, the Etihad is packed every week. Make it make sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit personal there from Spain. Dude. But... Um, <laughs> but... Um, I think that might be it, you know, because, yeah, I think... When it's, like, last game of the season, it's, like, battle for survival, win the league, and the goal by Aguero was class finish as well. I think that might be it. You know, it was Villa related of a thousand, but I mean, mm. definitely, definitely. You know what? I can't even be mad at that
2: because it's one of those ones where obviously it 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 um the goal meant that they stole the league from us, <laughs> but it's one of those ones where obviously naturally through this podcast and and whatnot and generally just through life, I try to be as as um uh, kind of neutral as possible. If you like, mm. do you get what I mean when I am having conversations and stuff? And annoyingly, sometimes I'll be watching Premier League through the years or whatever, and that, that goal just, it's it just, I can't escape that goal. Do you get what I mean? And I do find myself thinking, like, rah, as a neutral or as a City fan, that is one of the maddest moments in football yeah, ever. Definitely,
0: definitely. Ever. Definitely.
2: Do you get what I mean? But it's just annoying because I can't appreciate it for what it <laughs> is because they sold the league from us. Do you get what I mean? If it was Liverpool or anybody else, I'll be sitting, I'll watch that go over and over and over and over again. But because they sold it from us, I'm like, I can't do it. Do you get what I mean? And I can't appreciate it for what it is. But I can appreciate that that is a very mad moment in football. Mm-hmm. It's like an example
0: of football is, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's like one of the only seasons in mm. one of the, well, not necessarily, but it's one of the, in terms of like, what, that season, I think the bottom three was still being decided. Mm. And how often do you see that? Do you get what I mean? Usually it's, it's really, the top, winner's been decided by oh, the last day of the season and then you're still trying to work out who's going to get relegated. Do you get what I mean? And then match day is very much, oh, okay, now this team, or this team, this team. Do you oh, get what I mean? But that's, that. yeah, that one was, that one was mad. So I'm, I'm I'm never mad at the answer, to be
1: honest. Yeah, yeah, no, def- definitely a good moment. So you, you, you do know ball, so I'm a bit confused <laughs> why Liverpool 7-2 is your greatest Villa moment, but it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> you, see how this guy, you see how he tried to
2: spin it because he wasn't <laughs> happy with the last answer, so he like, said I need to put something else in there so I could be...
0: <laughs> to be fair, I did say promotion was vital as well, you know what I mean? That was a, a big Villa moment. And winning the Carlin Cup back in 96, and we beat Leeds 3-0. Milozovic scored a banger for like 30 yards. Let me let me
2: ask you something quickly. Hit me. You see, um obviously last season,
1: yeah,
2: uh with, with obviously staying up and whatnot last day, last day of the league and whatnot. Mm. What did you what did you think of uh, Roy Keane's comments
0: at the end of last season? <laughs> you know what? I love Roy Keane, you know, because for me Roy Keane, there's no filter. And whether he's talking about Man United or any other team, he will just tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I understand him saying we shouldn't have been celebrating that like we won the league, we just stayed up. I get that, but we were written off. Mm. Like December that season, I said we were done. I was thinking about championship football next season and what game <laughs> I going to go and watch, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally. So when we stayed up, I was at a friend's birthday party in the park and like <laughs> <laughs> the the emotions I went through, it was just was like, Jack's code what, Jack's what, what, what? I started screaming. They guys, I didn't even care that we stayed up. That was enough for me to party, <laughs> but I was with them at someone else's <laughs> party. You know what I mean? So I get what Roy said. I understand it, but me personally, it's emotions, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. you're staying up another season in Premier League. It was too much. It was yeah, too much. Obviously, uh, obviously, I never, uh,
2: I never know that feeling. But yeah, <laughs> me. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Arsenal fans might be able to. us uh, uh, know a thing or two in the <laughs> in the near future. We'll see what happens, isn't it? Season could go anyway But uh, no, sorry, Arsenal fans. I'm sorry. That that was low for me. I'm moving like Uncle Tess.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shots fired, <laughs> Listen, listen. But okay, so back to you. <laughs> me and actually just
2: sitting sit there sipping our rum, boy. Oh, <laughs> I, listen, I listen, rum listen. <laughs> rum is nice
0: and so
1: smooth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, back back, back to the, the the main topic at hand and. As you said, you stayed up last season, and we saw a lot of investment into the club this season, and it's working so far. So you're well away from relegation, and probably, I mean, not to count your chickens, going to be safe this season. I mean, you've but- won, you've won as many games this season already than as you did last season, isn't it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're like- doing <laughs>
0: bits, we're doing bits. Can't even lie.
1: But one one of the big summer signings you made was Ollie Watkins, and I mean. We've had past guests on the pod who've really rated Ollie Watkins. And <laughs> I, I, I personally came in with an open mind and said, you know what, let him impress me. And so far, I've not really been impressed. So what would you say about how his first season's gone and what would you rate it out of 10?
0: Out of 10? I'll give him a seven. Reason being, his story alone is beautiful. From Exeter, Brentford, now Villa. I mean... um. <clears throat> excuse me, I think a lot of people thought championship striker, he's not really going to do well. And the thing that we really lacked up front was, I mean, everyone speaks about Wesley and how bad he was last season. I mean, it was his debut season, not just in the Premier League, but in England period, he had to get used to the new language, new system and everything else. With Oli, what I like about him is his ability to run and make moves. I mean, his goals have all been good and he gets into positions too. And he's hungry. And like, what I like about him is that he's willing to learn, willing to develop, and his movement is just really good. And I think um, he'll get goals. I mean, he's had a, a couple chalked off from um, VAR, which has been frustrating for him, which I understand. But he's got the ability and he's definitely winning. And he's only 24. I mean, like, he's, he's still got time to develop. And with good players around him, with Premier League experience, I think he'll build and become a much better player. I think he'll definitely hit 15, 16 goals this season. Definitely. In and the Premier Yeah, you can quote me on that. That's a quote will hit 15 this season, guaranteed.
1: See, the thing for me is, and don't get me wrong, that there are elements of his play that I really like. A lot of the movement, like you said, and him being so young, he will develop and learn. But what I dislike about him is that he seems to score in bunches. That like Obviously, he got the three against Liverpool. He got the hat-trick there. I, think, I can't remember the other game I watched where he got a brace and that. But outside of that, where he, um, he's not really going to get you a goal every game. It's going to be, okay, he'll get a f- a three goals here, go three games without a goal, then get another two goals. So that five goals, yes, it's five goals in maybe, what, six, seven games, but he's only scored in two games. He's only actually affected two games. Do you get what I mean?
0: Oh, no, I get that. But let's make a comparison here. Let's talk about Firmino or Bobby, as they saying <laughs> Hey!
1: Let's I, I, spin
0: this group. <laughs> no, just I, I, I rate him. I'm not, I'm not going to try and compare them in the sense of saying who's a better player there's no point doing that but Bobby doesn't always get goals but his contribution to the team in terms of assists and gameplay is good and it's the same thing for Oli because he holds the ball up well he brings up the wingers in he takes pressure off Jack too as well when he brings off goes off to the left as well or into the middle and falls back so Jack can get more space so it's about that intelligence in football and he's got that and I think that yeah, he does score in bundles. Obviously, the hat trick against Liverpool again when we beat you seven two, <laughs> um, it, it does kind of get his tally up. But he had the, he had a goal taken away um, by VAR against Bryan. He had the penalty which is the crossbar against um, West Ham. It was, and he just, and he hit, hit the post against um, in our last home game. Who was that against? When we should... oh against Crystal Palace when we beat them three 0 I mean, he he will get goals. It's just been unfortunate but he's still digging in there. He's still showing persistence. And yeah, man, he's... Yeah, they come in bundles of goals, but he will come good. And then I think he might even... He might even change your opinion of him when he starts coming good because you'll see the end product and he's getting there. Remember, it's his his first season in the Premier League and he's got a big price tag. He'll get there, definitely.
2: Let me just just jump in quickly and... uh ask so you see your comparison with Firmino right yeah I think with Firmino and I'm, I mean obviously being United I'm not trying to back Liverpool but like I said sometimes <laughs> I have to try and be as objective as possible yeah. with Firmino I think it's it's fine if he only scores in bundles because he's got money and Salah who are going to get at least 20 goals each in the season hmm. do you get what I mean with Watkins is it as acceptable when he was kind of brought in to relieve pressure of Jack Grealish um and you, you don't really have other players around that are going to get the goals that he's not getting.
0: Yeah, it's true. No, I, I I get that. I get that. But, I mean, I think as a whole, as a team, or a group dynamic, as they say, other players are contributing, bringing in goals. Like, O'Ghazi's got five in his last five. Torre's coming, he's scoring goals too. So that does relieve the pressure off Jack in a sense too, but also off Oli as well. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives Oli the time to realise that, okay, these guys are also scoring goals. So I've got to get back into scoring goals as well myself mm. and continue doing what I'm doing and know the goals will come. And the goals will come because it would be different if like he wasn't scoring I wasn't taking any shots on target or wasn't making any moves or even getting into positions, but he's doing that every game. He's just mm. being unlucky. I think if it's in a championship, he putting those goals away, but he's got to realise in you know, the Premier League, you don't get that many chances. Mm. and When you get them, you better take them. And I think he has to learn that quick, adapt, and then, like I said, the goals will come.
1: All right. So... You got 23 games to score, another 10 goals, Oli Watkins. Pressure's on. <laughs>
0: Actually, he's got six goals. So he's only got to yeah. score nine, but it's all good. What you, so you're
1: going with 15? You said 15 or 16. So I was just holding you to the higher number. But if you want to take the lower one, if you want to take the lower one, that's cool. Nine goals, cool. That's fine. <laughs> Actually, I forgot to say 16 on, Yeah,
0: you're
1: right. So. <laughs> <laughs> On, on on that point, because you, you brought up um, Traore, who I was a big fan of when you actually signed him, and it's only recently that we've started to see him play a bit more. What would you say? Say you had a completely full full and fit squad, including Ross Barkley. Who's your preferred starting eleven? What system are you playing?
0: Ah, oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch! 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 <sighs> okay. All right, uh, Martinez in goal. Matty Cash right back. By the way, Matty Cash, for me, has been our best signing because I think he's... Like, we we were slacking. I mean, teams would always attack us on the right because Gilbert would bomb forward never defend. Elmer, when he played, was too slow. But Matty Cash, he defends. He gets forward, gets crosses in. But that's just my praise for Matty Cash. So shout out, Matty Cash. But Matty Cash right back. Ming's on concern middle. Target left. McGinn... Um, Douglas Ruiz um, in the middle with Ross Barkley Grealish on the left because of form I'm sorry it's got to be Ogazi on the right and then boom up front will be Oli
1: OK so you're not having Chowry at the moment
0: I, I, don't get me wrong he's doing great now but if it's my my personal best 11 I would drop him for Oghazi because Oghazi's in form
1: fair enough fair enough So in terms of Dean Smith now, obviously Aston Villa manager, Aston Villa fan, so like yourself. <laughs> how how do you think he's done? Because I think obviously this season he's done a lot better and he's got to grips with the Premier League. But do you think going forward in terms of maybe getting to the next level and getting to... Uh, Burnley sort of stage where you're consistently in the Premier League, you know you've got um, a long standing manager and as they have in Sean Dyche, is Dean Smith that sort of guy for you?
0: Um, I would say yeah, but not in comparison with Burnley because Burnley, they're consistently <laughs> average in the sense <laughs> where they're, they're they're nearly men. They're always there but they're not really doing anything. Not competing, they're just stable or even stagnant. You know what I mean? I think Dean Smith will take us forward and I think Right now, he'll definitely get us in a situation where we're stable in the Premier League, where we are winning games. But I think we need to get back to the old Villa where we're like like the Martin O'Neill era, where we're pushing, not for the league, because that's just <laughs> we need major investment, obviously. But I think pushing for at least Europe or trying trying to break into the top six, top seven should be the aim eventually, but not this season. I think, as you saw with like Sheffield United, they had a great season last season. Look at them now. Like they're, they're going back to Championship. You know what I mean? So I think with us, we shouldn't be getting too ahead of ourselves and thinking that we can <clears throat> get to those high levels that soon. Because we were relegation material just last season. We've had a great season this season. It's going really well, and Dean Smith and the whole like um, team have done really, really well. But it takes time, and I think Dean Smith is the right man. hundred percent, always backed him from the day we appointed him. Because when he was at Brentford, the football he used to play, he said attacking football was what he wanted to bring to Villa. It didn't work too well last season, but we brought like 11 players. They got a gel. And I think with us staying up and a great pre-season, we were able to build and he brought in good players. It wasn't just case of bringing in, you know, FIFA for the farm. he brought in the right <laughs> players to make the team just gel properly. And I think, yeah, I think we'll do well. And I think Dean Smith is definitely the right man to take Villa back to where they need to be.
1: Nice, nice. No, no, I agree with that. And it, it, it always means more when the manager is a fan because, oh, you know, he, he cares just that little bit extra. Mm. So if the season were to end today and Aston Villa were to finish eighth, so most likely just outside the European places, where where would you be looking to finish next season realistically? Would you be looking to consolidate? Would you be wanting more from Dean Smith and saying, you know what, you've got eight now, you want seventh, you want sixth. What sort of fan are you? That's what I'm trying to get at. I'm greedy. I mean,
0: <laughs> honest, if we finish eighth, which I think is a massive achievement, massive achievement, then um, yeah, I would I would say pushing for top six, 100%. And I think if we keep Jack, which is another another big thing in itself, we keep Jack and we can build a team around him, then yeah, we could definitely do that. If we finish eighth. I still think we'll finish around tenth or eleventh. It's a long season there's a lot of a lot more games. And as you know in the Premier League, there's no game that's easy. There's no game. Every game no
1: definitely game. not, definitely back. not.
0: So um I look at every game like even though we could we could play <laughs> full of at home, I say, yeah, it's guaranteed three points, you never know. You know what I mean? Any team could just turn up differently that day, just with a different game plan and just they could want it more than you. But I think um, we finish eighth, I would expect us to push on from that and finish higher following season if we invest correctly, obviously.
1: Cool. So you you gave me a nice little segue there, but then you sort of... (laughs) I'm clutching back for it now, but you mentioned if you keep hold of Jack Grealish. So (laughs) (laughs) this is a bit of a different question, more on... You supporting him as a former player, if he were to leave, where would you want to see him go firstly and where do you think he'd thrive the most?
0: Okay, if he was going to go, I'd rather see him play for Madrid or Barcelona. Because I wouldn't want him to play against us. <laughs> That's not, <laughs> I mean, not because they would actually make a bid for him, I'm just saying because I so like, let himself for like severe bro. <laughs> That's
2: his <laughs> Madrid Barcelona room,
0: man. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying that because Barca are an agent team. They need some youth in there, energy, mm. legs, and Jack's got that. He's got skill. You know what I mean? But I just wouldn't want to see him play against us because he's the kind of player. Like for me personally, like when Ashley Long left us, it hurt me. You know, like it actually hurt me. And like <laughs> he's the kind of player it's he came back. Flipping, <laughs> home man. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he left, it hurt me. Like both just, of us <laughs> story. No, no,
1: no. Hold on. The, the funny thing is, yeah, that summer he went to United. Actually, met him at Thorpe Park, like around April time. Well, and I, see, the I'm serious. Serious. No, I, said, I said, not serious. serious." to begin with, look at that." <laughs> I said, "I said to him, whatever. whatever you do, don't sign for United. Sign for Liverpool. Sign for Liverpool." And you know what? I'm glad he didn't.
0: <laughs> the funny thing is, I thought he was going to Liverpool. I thought he like. I thought he'd be perfect for Liverpool, perfect fit. Counter attacking football pace. I'm surprised he went to United. I really am. But.
2: I mean, at least. I mean, he won stuff in it. So, he won stuff, <laughs> he won stuff <laughs> in the game. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is, innit? But, I mean. Yeah, that move hurt both of us, don't worry. <laughs> For the wrong reasons to finish. Fucking panty, man. <laughs> but, um. Deceiving um... us, trying to tell us he got a hairline this whole time. Man, as soon as he left <laughs> England, man's growing an afro. <laughs> make it make sense. What well, the cold in Manchester was getting, so the of hair follicles or something. It must have been. Like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> nah, actually, that guy boils my blood, fam. I think we Spain a couple of minutes to this. No, nah, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. But I've had enough rants on the show, don't worry. He, he,
1: he's taken off a little bit off course, but back to, back <laughs> back to the world, Jack, Jack Greasy. Back to the
2: topic. Actually, forgot it.
0: Yeah, No, no re- I think, really, I think, if he does go, obviously, he'll move in the Premier League, he won't go to Barcelona or Madrid. I actually feel like he'll be Spurs Spurs I think it'll be Spurs I think United there's no place for him I think if United didn't sign Fernandes who has been a revelation literally the guys yeah I think yeah I think definitely he'll sign for Spurs because they've only really got a number 10 to be fair I mean like um, Deli Alley, I mean not since what 2016 2017 has he really performed on a high level or when Mourinho first started he had a nice little spell where he's playing well Goals and assists and whatnot, but I think he'll slide in nicely Spurs team, and Mourinho's a big fan of him too. But um, I just, don't, I wouldn't want to see him leave, man. I mean, that would hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can
1: really imagine that, hurt,
0: like massively.
1: Yeah, because he he he's been there through it all, and he he has gone down with you guys, come back up with you guys, captain you guys. He 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 is a talisman. It's not one of those where, oh, he's the best player, so he is just captain by default. You can see that he, he is actually the leader of that team. Mm. Literally, he is, he is Mr. Aston Villa. How much would you take for him? Mm.
0: I, I'll be honest. This chat about 100 million, I think a bit mad. <laughs> I do think it's a bit mad. Realistically, I would say 70. would mm. yeah. 70 mil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100 yeah. mil is too much. Yeah, 100 mil is mad. Stuff. Too much. I know he's 20, 24, 25 but yeah, 100 mil, that's, that's nah, 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 70 mil. I'll, I'll be happy with that, but another bill of board wouldn't be, you know what I mean?
1: So, Fair. so in terms of transfers now, nice little segue, you got 70 million in the coffers. So you're not, you're not saying that you sold Jack Grealish, but you got 70 million in the coffers. It's January as we are now. What player would you sign a if you could sign anyone and B, if it was a realistic signing. So two separate signings. So the first one is whoever you want, whoever you think you're missing to take you guys to the next level. And then B is an actual realistic signing and target for Villa. And who would it be?
0: Next level is in terms of competing for European football. There we, yeah. need more than, we need more than just one player, if I'm honest. Um, I think realistically who we should sign, we need a left back. Because um, a lot of people talk about Matt Target like he's really good left back. He's okay. <laughs> like he he's okay. I mean, like what you notice with, with um, when you compare Matty Cash to Matt Target, Matty Cash bombs forwards, gets crosses in, comes back and defends, all in one process. Matty Target now <laughs> he will get forward, but not always get back, and his delivery in the final third, is is shocking. He's 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 not the finished article. And I think we need the left-back to challenge that. We've got um, Taylor, who's contract expires in the summer, who's not real competition. So we were linked with, like, Rico Henry from Brentford, who I do rate. I That's think he's good really player. good. He's a good player. But also, I'm I'm very... <laughs> There's, like, Jordan Amavy, who used to play for us. He's at Marseille. His contract expires in the summer, too. We should be going in for him. Literally. Because he'll, he'll offer real... Real cover, or oh, not even cover, competition for that target. So he realises that, you know what? My 1st team place isn't secure because this guy can bomb forward. He's been playing for Marseille for the last couple of seasons. He's got experience for the French national team as well with these couple of caps that he's had. That's what we need. is another left-back to really challenge. And better centre-halves. I can't think of any centre-halves off the top of my head that I think would be ideal target because... Ooh, realistic ones. Jeez, I mean... I guess,
1: funny. It, okay. yes, I, I guess it's it, it's a tough one as well because in this day and age as well, we're seeing a lot of big players move to clubs that you, I leave you scratching your head a bit. So realistic is a bit objective or subjective rather.
0: Hmm. No, no, I get what you're saying though because before the um, summer window started, we were linked with Stones and Man City and I thought that might happen when they signed Ake and they were going in for Diaz as well. So I thought he would just be available for, like, 20 mil or something. So I thought he would have been perfect to play alongside Ming's and Concerts like, backup or whatnot. But um, we definitely need to strengthen the defence. Though we've leaked in a few, obviously, less goals than we did last season, I still feel like defence is, like, key for us. Because we've got cover in midfield, but we haven't really got great cover in defence, and you need to attack from the back. We like to pass from the back forward. And, like, a good left back who can bomb forward and... Hold the ball, so it's Amavi or Rico Henry. I prefer because he's young, he's raw, his pace is good, he's great. People say that he reminds him of a young Ashley Cole. Now Ashley Cole, for me, was a bad man. <laughs> I mean, like bad boy bad, player, bad boy player. And for Rico to be compared with him, I know with English players they compare him to people all the time. Like they compared Jack to Gascoin, two different players. You know, what I mean, and Rico's good. Comparing to Ashley he's a bit much, but he's got the potential to be as good as him because he's only twenty two. Do you know what I mean? But we need a good left back and definitely another centre half an experienced one too. You know what I mean. So it would have been nice to get Stones, but he's in great form for Man City. He ain't going anywhere. You know, what I mean, ideally. And I think we would need, if I'm going to be honest, probably more cover it in the in the middle of the park as well. I mean, obviously, if um, <clears throat> excuse me, if Douglas Sowies gets injured yeah, we got marvellous McCamber coming in and there's not too much marvellous about him, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> on and off. And Horahan, he's great at set pieces, free kicks, corners, but he goes missing in games. We need a real box-to-box. Like what we had with Fabian Dover before he went, went rogue and went to Man City. No, no, blah, blah there, obviously. But, um... <laughs> but yeah, we just need someone, someone stronger in the field as well to, like, you know, hold that play and spread it. So if we could sign Ross Barkley, I'm not sure if that would happen. I would be ecstatic, literally. I think that'd be great business for him to get regular football and for us to have Premier League experience of a class player to take pressure off Jack and obviously create positions and some room for other players in, um, in the team as well.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Barkley, um, I, I think everyone said it when the loan was, finalised this summer that it would be a good move and it started off well I think we've seen the best and worst of Barkley because obviously one of the main issues he's had is being able to stay fit and stay on the pitch so mm. that that's the only thing or the only knock on him but still for the quality he can give you you definitely have to take it um, anywhere up to 30 million I'd say good deal for Villa
0: I think that'd be great I think, well to be fair we were linked with Josh King but <clears throat> as well as that like, backup. 'Cause obviously Wesley is still recovering from his injuries. He's back in light training, but he's a long way to full fitness. I'm I'm not a Josh King fan, isn't I mean, it's good to have you know options, but you want a good option. I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure what he's, he's, his he's scoring ratio is, but he's not the kind of striker that I think villa need. He's more of that target man, send the ball to me, I'll chest it and try it. He, he does a make great moves, movement in terms of his scoring ratio isn't great either. So no, nah, I think Josh King, no offense, is not what Villainies, needs, and though we've been linked with him in the last window and even this window too, because I think his contract expires in the summer too. I would probably want a bit more of a robust, like pacey striker, just like we have with Ollie Watkins, to kind of fill that void. Plus he's 28 as well. You know what I mean? It's just, he's the wrong side of what we need right now. Plus, yeah, he's just not not my villain need to be fair. I think he's more of a <laughs> dare I say, sorry, big Sam, but he's more a West Brom player.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that's a good question actually um, this is one literally just off the top of my head um, the Midlands there's quite a few Premier League teams in the Midlands do yeah. you feel a sense of rivalry when you play your Wolves, you play your Birmingham's, you play your um, West Brom's? or is it a case of yeah it matters to the club but it doesn't matter as much to me
0: Oh, No, 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 like Birmingham will always be scum to us, and that's your just, that's just standard. Like, they're 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 our rivals, and it's, the hatred is real. But, um, I, I still see it just like every, Aston, every other Aston Villa fan sees that we are the biggest club in the Midlands, regardless of Wolves, you know, surge and how well they've done, cause they've done really well, like, really good team. Historically, we are the biggest team in the Midlands, period. The same way Man United are the biggest team in Manchester, jeez, tell them again. The same way Liverpool, the biggest team, well, Merseyside, Sonny Evan and Sonny Tramme. You know man. what I mean, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. No, no one's checking for those teams. But obviously, when we when we beat Wolves, and obviously, elgar scored that last last minute penny. I was ecstatic because it's a derby. Same way when we when we battered West Brom three 0 I was ecstatic. Same way when we beat um, Birmingham when Jack got punched in his face and scored yeah, the yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like it means a lot. Like all derbies mean a lot, mean a lot, and that that for us, like when we beat those teams, when we play them, it's a big game in the Midlands. Always has been.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on that, and I think, I guess, it, um, speaker from a personal perspective, obviously not being born in Liverpool, but it, it is <laughs> the same where, Everton, like because it's not as competitive as it could be. I don't really care for them too much. Like if they get a win over us, it's like, okay, whatever, it's Everton. You're going to lose the next game or whatever. But mm. you, you still do want to beat them because it, it's, the, it's the chat from the fans that think they're bigger than they actually are. It's like, bro, you're an Everton fan. What is wrong with you? Why are you chatting <laughs> on Twitter? Just keep quiet.
0: <laughs> it's true. You no, know, the funny thing is, I used to live in Liverpool with my missus and like, um, I didn't realise how big it was like Merseyside derby until it's match day and they're playing, whether it's at Goodison or Anfield. I've been to Anfield and the vibe is just when they say it's electric, it's not an exaggeration, you know. Like, and it's buzzing. Like the fans come together, like it's love. It's not like it's like it's arm sales, like it's some kind of mad postcode war or something. Like it literally is like the two teams coming together and just putting it all on the pitch. That's what yeah. I feel like about the whole the whole derby thing. Is there are some that go a little bit too far, but. I mean, when they come together, it really is a good thing to watch, for football anyway.
1: So on, on that note, would you want to see Birmingham get promoted so you can play them twice a year? Or would you rather they just stay languishing in the Championship?
0: If, if I'm honest, I'm <laughs> I want mean, to see get relegated. but if they did come up, they'll just they'll just get battered by us in both games and go back down. So it's not
1: really it's not a thing, to be fair. But right, yeah. right. <laughs> so onto um, or back to your ideal eleven. So your ideal starting eleven for Villa, if you could bring back one Aston Villa legend and replace one of those players, who would that be? What are you saying Ashley Young for Matt Target? Yeah. <laughs> wow.
0: Oh oh oh. Uncle, you hit me with a with a real question there. You know,
1: it's I have to do it. Like I said, I was saying to Spain, you like I'll write a few questions, but. It's in the moment. It's going to be flowing. Like no, no, I like it when it flows. This is this is good. Um,
0: okay, yeah, great. If I'm gonna pick a legend, it would have to be for me personally. Rest in peace, Ugo ethios I'll bring him back, okay. and I'll put him, I'll put him right into the heart of defense because he was a leader.
1: Yeah,
0: I loved him. Like he would bomb forward. He would hold that ball running forward like so. Can we should do for Arsenal? <laughs> but, you know what I mean? He was confident on the ball going forward. He was. They were the, people were afraid of him. They didn't know he had that kind of pace because he starts off slow, but then he just it's like zero to sixty, like that quick. And he would he could read the game, leader. Ah, oh, yeah, perfect player. I'll bring him in. I would drop Conser. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, it's no, kind of like I would drop Mings. Really, really. I would. I would drop Mings. Mings. I think he's a good defender, but I think certain times he does lose it in terms of his temperament. Like it was the way like City like tackles and fouls and. How how we got the red card against?
1: Um, oh, Palace.
0: Yeah, it, it was it was a bit schoolboy. I mean, like Saha, you know about the pace and the trickery. You have got to be careful, and he was too tight. Yeah, you should have backed up a bit and just given the room to see what he's going to do. Rather than if you get close to him, one skill and he's gone. You ain't beating him for pace. And I think contor has got pace. He tends to fall back now from from attackers, so he can see what they're going to do and then make his move. And I think him with Eggyog is like leading him. I think it'll be perfect. So definitely
1: so Ugo. Would, would would you take the captain's armband off Jack in that situation then?
0: No, no, no. No, no. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm 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 a big Jack fan. Like I wouldn't the armband off him. No. Nah. Obviously I'll I'll make I'll make Ugo like um you know deputy, be number two, but the armband still stays with Jack.
1: Okay. Okay, so this one, I think I'm, I know the answer you're going to come with, but it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if you agree. Go so on. who's been your signing of the summer so far?
0: Oh, easy, Matty Cash. Easy, Matty Cash.
1: 100%. Interesting, I, interesting.
0: 100%. Don't get me wrong, Martinez has been class. I can't even knock him out. I love what Oli's done. I love the fact that our loan signing of barkley has been good. We've we made good signing of Troy. He's been good, obviously, but... I was saying the last season to a lot of Villa fans. I got, like, a little WhatsApp group with some of my Villa boys up in the Midlands and that. And, like, um, we were all saying that we need a right back, a solid right back. And when we signed Matty Cash, a lot of people were like, you spent, like, 16-plus mil on Matty Cash's championship material. No. See, obviously, when you play in the championship, your team plays the championship, you watch football a whole lot more. Do you know what I mean? And, like... um. I've especially obviously he's played for Northern Forest and I used to watch them hardcore when he played in the well. And Matty Cash one he used to play as a winner, so you know that he can beat players in the final third and get great balls in. You know what I mean? Like but it's not just that, it's like his ability to defend as well. He will he will run like I said before, he'll run forward, cross the ball in and run back and make a perfect inch tackle in the same motion. And he's got an engine. Like Matty Cash has been a great signing for us. I think the Villa scouting team, whether that was Dean Smith himself or someone else higher up, either way, Matty Cash for me has been our best signing 100%,
1: 100%. See, to be honest, thinking back to what you were saying earlier, that should have been evident, but I still thought you might have chose Martinez just because I think he's been so solid and the fact that the team he left as well could do with him, it just goes to show how great a signing he was
0: you're right, if I had two, he would have been number two, 100 percent, but it's just how much we needed a right back, because we already had Heaton on the way back, you know what I mean So it's like we still had that good cover for a goalkeeper anyway, but right back we were struggling. We got Dees at the end of his end of his career literally, and then Gilbert, who had a decent you know first season for us, but he was too he's more of a, a full-back than he was actually wing back sorry, than he was a fullback. He was always bombing forward, but he never got back seats so yet. Like McGinn coming out of position to cover for him being so far ahead. Or even worse, Ming's coming out. Then we got uh, someone pushing through from midfield to get him where Ming was. It was always an issue. But with Matty, you know that he's going to get forward and he's going to get back. And he's just been classed. I can't, he hasn't put a foot wrong this season. I don't think he will. And I hope he gets an England call-up. I know it's a bit you know okay.
1: that, that's the one position where he probably cool. won't yeah. wow. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I've been Leo, any you. other <laughs> position on the pitch
0: you got Trent he's got more that's chance to get, he's got more you chance, got chance to get left second. back he could play
2: there too. <laughs> he's got more chance going left back. The way the way um, the way Gareth is moving, it's he, moving like he doesn't like left footed left back. So let me
0: not get started on Southgate. You
1: know, but anyway. but there, there's literally so much talent at right back because even Carl Walker Peters is having a great career, um, season, yeah, and he's, he's not going to get a look in.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a shame though because I always thought he was a good player. Oh, I mean, he is a good player, not was. Yeah,
1: yeah, him. yeah, definitely. Good
0: player, Very good player. Surprised Spurs even let him go. To be fair, but, yeah,
1: yeah, I think I think it was more he wanted to
2: leave as well. Literally, oh, literally. They let, literally, all their right-backs. I remember Spurs used to be so blessed in the fullback position.
1: Oh.
2: Do you remember when they had, um, it was Kyle Walker and... Um, Trippier. No, who was their main left-back though? Kyle Walker, not Ben Davis. Uh, um, Danny, Rose. Danny Rose. Kyle yeah. Walker and Danny Rose, full-backs. And then they had Trippier and Ben Davis that could come in and fill in. And now, I mean, I can't call it signed Doherty this season and, and on but they, they they, actually just let all of their right-backs in particular go, it. Yeah, it was mad
1: all right so I'm going to put you on the spot here ouch I mean we, we, we've we already spoken about this a little bit but I want to get where do Villa finish in the end of the season and how many points do they finish on oh how Whoa. many points points
2: <laughs> hey you're taking the piss yeah. Yeah, but I didn't see that one come in
0: Okay. Um I think we'll finish ninth. Um points. Damn. It depends on
1: what Were you gonna say it depends on the other teams? Cause I mean obviously it does
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, I've also with other teams, but I will I will stick with ninth. It's just the points. Um I will probably say sixty Actually sixty. Like 60, 60 yeah, 60 points
2: and finishing nine. Because
0: I feel like this season... 60 points? I mean,
2: 63 was fourth and...
1: Yeah, for real. 63 last season was fourth. 66 or 63? 60, 60 points would have got you sick the last year above Tottenham. Yeah.
0: Because
1: mm. I remember
2: we finished on, I think, 66 points and we obviously just scraped third, and we finished level on points with Chelsea.
0: Yeah, but you know when the season starts, all those, those team managers in the lower team say, as long as I hit like 40, 40, 42 points, we should be okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking an extra 18 points and then we're secure. But realistically, I know we're not going to finish sixth. And I'm sorry Villa fans, we're not going to finish sixth. No <laughs> to but um, I think ninth is us, and I feel like 60 points might well be the mark to get It's, it's been a mad season. For results, seven two, and just for <laughs> 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 one more, more time,
1: more done, more done, more done.
0: I, I feel like okay. Let me, let me attract the sixty. Let's say fifty two points then. Yeah, fifty two points. 52. Then, 52 Actually, fifty two okay. points and tenth. Save the fans.
1: Okay, fifty two and tenth. We're gonna hold you to that. We're gonna spin yeah. the block at the end of the season. We'll <laughs> invite you on for the end of season wrap up.
0: Oh, defo, defo.
2: That's literally double. That's literally double what you're on now.
0: Yeah, we could do that. Man. Fair. Because we got Liverpool and for another three points in it?
1: So. <laughs> come on now, come on now, come on now, come on
0: now. No, Barkley will be fit, and you know it. Ex Everton, he's gonna want to get another goal in it. So you know,
1: I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Like I'm. I'm not oh, sure he's even scored against us. I'm not sure <laughs> he's even scored against us, but.
0: No, part we did was it was deflected
1: goal still, but it was part of the seven still. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So I, I was thinking of his Everton days because I don't think he scored for us against um, for Everton. But yeah, yeah, I don't think he
0: yeah. has there because he was saying well, he wouldn't score. Yeah, you're
2: right. you right. Yeah, yeah. So Riley looks worse on you guys though. He couldn't score against you guys with Everton. Remember Aston Villa on his on his first game against you guys. First banged. game, bang banging. <laughs> to
0: be fair, regardless of the deflection, that was getting it anyway just thought I'd
2: say that. Flipping hell. I'm looking sorry, I'm so sorry. This is a complete hijack here, yeah, but <laughs> I'm looking at the Premier League tables from the previous seasons here yeah, just to see like what 60 points would have got you. And I just I it, 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 do you know how many times this slips on my, my mind that 17-18 we finished second. Oh.
0: Wow. Do you know how many
2: times that slips on my mind? Who's managing you then? Mourinho. And he 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 remember me he came out and famously said that to this day that's been his biggest achievement in his career finishing second with that team.
0: To be fair, he inherited that team, innit? So yeah. I could, he... I always rate Mourinho, man. But a good
2: indeed, but that's what? That's only... That's not... 17, 18, that's like two seasons ago, Three seasons ago. That's so mad. Sorry, anyway, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry. Don't worry, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, leave it. It's all part of the authenticity of the pod, Rube,
1: mate. Mm. Okay, so... Fi- finally finally the floor is yours nachi anything you want to say to us about aston villa anything we've not touched on mm. any 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 players that might not get enough respect that you want to put more respect on their name or oh well, yeah,
0: fr- yeah yeah definitely Defo- Defo- free, Defo-
1: free, free, free 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 smoke for the whole world this is your time to shine
0: thank you I appreciate that you're representing
1: aston villa right now by the way
0: okay let's let's start <clears throat> let's start from um- Let's start with Douglas Luiz. I rate him, though. Yeah, because I think he didn't have a great first season. I think um there's a lot of hype around him because of the 15 million price tag. And He's at like City, of... isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. he's at City, yeah. And I think because they had this buyback clause, they're still active now, apparently, of twenty five mil. But he grew. I think a lot of players grew.
2: So I don't after... see he put a buyback clause in his contract.
0: Yeah. Not really,
2: that's not really a thing in English football, was it? Yeah, I think
0: it's, they, they thought that the potential, because obviously mm. they sent him out alone to Spain and hoping they'll get his visa and everything, and get experience mm. and then he signed for us and they have a great first season scored a couple bangers the Bournemouth goals were the madness and the goal against Norwich was even worse than that it was just beautiful <laughs> beautiful goals so I'm, I'm digressing sorry but um <laughs> but yeah he developed a lot as a player in terms of defensively and I think um in the second half of the season when we came back it's like he was a new player his hairstyle changed <laughs> Like he went, he went from Goku to Super Saiyan. Like just went blonde and he was, he was on the and like his distribution got better. He would track back a whole lot more. He was bombing forwards. and then the partnership with him and McGinn is what I really love. Like if like those that know like McGinn, like like we call him Super John McGinn because this guy runs all day. I mean, he runs all day. I mean. You you give him like a, a run. He could run with Mo Farah and keep up with him. thing I'm not even playing. The guy has got lungs. Like I checked his stats on FIFA, and like his stamina is like 96, and I think it should just be 100. Because the way I see it, this guy he gives FIFA is a bit booky. sometimes. He's yeah. a bit still. Tri-
2: um, uh, Adama Traore's strength is like 67. No, nah, he's a beast. Dog. Exactly. That's what he's I'm
0: saying. Well. Yeah. Sometimes they do kind of boy people in it. They boy, they boy people. But like, um yeah, I think McGinn and Douglas Ruiz, I don't think they get enough credit because I think a lot of focus is on Jack. So I won't even mention Jack because we all know who Jack Grealish is. But McGinn and Douglas they they break up play. They push the ball forward. And they help make the team just flow and gel. That, that, that whole fluidity is through them as well. As much as it is through Jack to create passes, he needs the ball fed to him. And like I said before about like Matt Target and his inability to push forward and be that productive in the final third. You look at Douglas and you look at him again, and they do that day in and day out. Um, another person I want to shout out to, say he's done really well, is Trezegate. I mean, mm. like, um, he didn't start well. His Villa career wasn't great. I mean, January... Window. Last season, everyone shouted about getting rid of him, like he needs to go. He's inadequate, but obviously he came through with some big goals, goals against Palace, the, the beautiful volley against Arsenal, and he just turned into a new player. As you know, goals for any attacking player breeds confidence, and he became a lot stronger for that. And I know he's injured now, but he though he didn't contribute as much as he wanted to. It's about the effort. Like he was tenacious, who'd run, he would run, he'd make his runs, who'd try and get the ball in as quick as possible, who'd come back and defend. He may make really poor tackles, but the fact is his heart was in it to get back. And that's one thing I liked about him over Tiore. Tiore is great going forward, very skillful. But I've seen him in quite a few games now where he hasn't come like cut back as much as he should do to support um, Cash. So Cash has got to kind of cover two players when sh- Thore should be coming back. That's just my personal opinion on him. But players that, again, back to your question about players who should get a shout out, Douglas Louise, McGinn, Trezeguet for his amazing end of end of season finish for us to help us stay up, which is important. Um, oh yeah, of course, Konso and means. Sorry, my gosh, I can't forget both of them. I mean, <laughs> as a partnership, because obviously, season start we were leaking in goals easy. Like you could literally walk through our defense and just tap it into the back, and that's how poor we were defensively. But after the break, when they came back, it's like I'm not sure what John Terry said to them or Dean and the rest of them, but they came back stronger. And they, they, their partnership was so just united and it was great for us. And we were a lot stronger in terms of defensively and leadership. Because I, I saw Mings was more vocal, and then consa was vocal too. And our team's just grown for that. So the the four that the five that was shout out to and say really, really done well, outside of obviously Jack Grealish, Consa, Mings, McGinn, Douglas series and Trezagay. Oh,
1: Okay, okay, okay. Nice. So uh, one last final question.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: just because of the name you mentioned, I completely forgot about it, but John Terry. Yeah. So where do you stand on John Terry with regards to his, I guess, reputation based on the whole Anton Ferdinand thing? Are you happy with him as the assistant manager? Would you take him as manager eventually? What, what are your thoughts on that?
0: You know what? Let me just clap for you for that question (laughs) because I'll be real with you. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I I take racism seriously, and quite frankly, I feel like he got off very easily with that whole thing. Even not even watching the whole Anton Ferdinand documentary that was on BBC, I saw that clip numerous times in the comments that he said, which I will not repeat. That's that that is not sanctioned in any way, shape, or form. So when they said John Terry signed for you, love, when he was playing for us, I wasn't happy. When he scored a goal, I didn't even celebrate. Because I don't think he's atoned for those actions, really and truly. He may have forgot about them, and people have forgotten about them, that's that's cool. But until you come out and you physically apologise for what you've done and what you've said, only then can we move forward. I don't want him to be our next manager. I mean, if he moves and goes to Derby or any other championship team, then fair fair play, do your thing, make your money in it. But... I don't want to be the next manager absolutely not. I hope Dean stays there for the longest period of time, really and truly. But in, in, to his credit, I don't even want to say that, <laughs> but he's done a great job working with the backroom team and working on the defence and keeping it more structured because obviously that's been a big thing for us, how it was last season. So he's done a good job. But on a personal note, I'm not a John Terry fan. I don't think I ever will be, if I'm honest with you.
1: No, that, that's fair. On 100% respect for the honesty. And I think it's like you say, you can dislike someone but still appreciate the work they've done because mm. obviously you have no control over whether or not they're at your club. So yeah, it's a very, very solid answer. That's what you guys had to do with Suarez for a, a number of years, <laughs> isn't it? I, I mean, per- personally, I, I'll be completely honest with you. I was on the wrong side of history at the start of that. I was like, well, rah, like man's just saying something he says in his home country, but yeah, I hold my hands up. That guy is an absolute wallard.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> I, I, I was wrong. Like, no no one should ever defend that guy. And yeah, the club got it wrong. Hands up. It, I, I don't want to say it is what it is because obviously um, Ever got a lot of backlash from that. But um, yeah, Let, let's just move on past these <laughs> <abhorrent> characters. <laughs> but Thank you very much for that, Nacho. I, I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed going back and forth with you. You got me, a, you got me more than a couple of times. Let's not lie. <laughs> and I don't feel like I've got you back enough. But yeah, I to say, you haven't, you haven't you, spun the you, yet. you
0: still can, you know, because you're like Liverpool. You've got a massive history. You can chat about league titles, European titles. Even you've got more League Cups than us. We've only got five. I think you've got like eight. Yeah, you
1: know, so we, seven, we, really we, really we, we've won the most. But like, it's it's like, you know what? I, I, I know what. I was hoping you were leaving me a bit of rope with John Terry, but your answer really just hit the nail on the head, so I don't think I'm going to be spinning the cube this episode, you know what? The cube's <laughs> in the garage, the cube's in the garage this week,
0: but <laughs> all I'm
1: going to say is just
2: watch out, because it's it's got to come at some point. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. <laughs> just watch out, especially when you're listening to the episode, so you're ready for it. So you know when it happens. Have your <laughs> notifications watch on. Watch your face, Boy, well, thank you for that, Nachi, Appreciate your thoughts on on your team season, and uh, Uncle Tass is always coming through with the questions, so thank you for that as well. Right, I know I said we discussed this already, so I'm not going to do it from uh, from uh, myself and uh, and uh, Uncle Tass' perspective. But it would be remiss of me if I didn't at least uh, get getting actually involved as our uh, as our guest this weekend. So I'm talking predictions league, so. Obviously, as you know, every week we go through the, the the fixtures for that for the upcoming game week, and we discuss the uh, we'll discuss our predictions for that game week. Mm-hmm. Uncle Tessa and I have already done that, so the visuals will be coming out for that um, soon. Uh, but if I could just get your thoughts on on the game week fixtures, then. So, uh, Tuesday we've got Sheffield United Newcastle. What do you think?
0: Two one Sheffield United.
2: Interesting. Burnley Man United.
0: 3-0 United
2: ah oh, come on I think that's exactly what I said <laughs> uh, what was Everton 2-2 draw interesting Uh, and then Wednesday Man City Brighton
0: Man City your home aren't they yeah yeah I mean <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say 5-0 but I'll just go with 4-0 <laughs> they,
2: they say who do they say 5-0 for is it Burnley they say 5-0 for <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah, really.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, Aston Villa Spurs oh,
0: come on 2-1 Villa man one villa and I stand by that. I think we'll beat them. I really do. Okay, But they might get postponed because this whole COVID, oh,
2: yeah, minute, of the COVID but, situation. yeah, this whole COVID situation. Um, on that actually. How did you? How did? You, how did you think your boys did against Liverpool in the in the FA Cup?
0: You know When Mané scored in like the third minute, I thought the floodgates open, it'd be like ten mm. nil. But we we they defended well. Mm. And Louis Barry, who I I'll, I'll stand by it. Yeah, the boy is gonna be big. That goal was class. Yeah, it good was finish, finished, yeah. good breakthrough. But yeah, they, they did the right. But obviously, second half, I think when Thiago came on, different team.
1: Yeah. Like
0: he's, I, I didn't realise how good his passing was. Oh,
1: he's um, he's bro, so wavy. It's,
0: it's, Thiago
2: is... I could... I mean, I could bust a nut watching Thiago play, man. <laughs> like, it's... it's oh, on your own, baby. <laughs> listen, bro, Thiago... <laughs> okay, I'll ask
0: you both a question. Go on. If I can.
2: Man, better i better pass <laughs> Yeah, no, Jack,
0: Jack, take over. Sorry, guys, sorry, sorry. No, but, sorry, but of course. Right, if you did pick better passer, Thiago... Or Oh, actually, no. I'll be, I'll be fair. I'll, I'll I'll do like a triple threat: Tiago, Perlo, or Alonso.
2: Oh no, you had to do that. You know, Alonso, Alonso,
0: Alonso can spread. You
2: know, Alonso is literally one of my favorite players of all time.
0: Different class,
2: and it's one of those ones that I, he was a fantastic passer. Yeah, but mm. a lot of people get at me for saying that. But Alonso is one of my favorite players of all time. I can't. I can't explain
1: to you why. I loved Alonso.
0: I think it was class too. did he go, did, like Taz, did he go for a free when he left you guys?
1: Um, no. So he went for 30 million, I think, 25, oh, 30 million. Okay. But it was like, um, we were trying to get Gareth Barry from you lot and he felt unloved. So, yeah. I mean, there's, no, there's no comparison. I mean, yeah. Gareth Barry, I mean, left foot,
0: but he's no Alonso.
1: No, no. He's
0: no Alonso.
1: I mean, for, for me, re- recency bias is going to come into it because I, I think um, even last year, like the, the Champions League final, for example, mm-hmm. Thiago just controlled that with ease. Like just in, in a game with huge superstars, he was mm-hmm. head and shoulders above everyone else. So I'm going to say probably him because I really like his technique. Like the technique he uses to strike the ball and it always goes where he wants to go. So I'm probably going to say Tiago right now, but it's been a while since I've gone back and watched a Piero or Alonso masterclass, so I may be speaking out of my ass. But Tiago, <laughs> <laughs> I think I will
0: probably say Tiago too. To be fair, man. I mean, a Pelo do, what? Uh, but Alonso do. Yeah, uh, I don't know why i said saying that. I'm even confused myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
2: the thing is, what what Uncle Taz said about the the recency factor. It's not something that can be slept on. Because um, obviously you're just thinking, like, like like you said, Champions League final, I'm just watching that game in my head. I'm like, mm. Thiago, bang. Thiago Tio- was... There are certain teams that I watch for certain players. Back in like 2010, 11, 12 time-ish, Arsenal, it was Jack Wilshere for me. I loved Jack Wilshere. It's
0: a shame he's fallen off. Bro. He was...
2: Ugh. Bro. Uh, City, obviously kept KDB. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, not silver. this is no 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 KDB for me it's always been KDB Uh, Real Madrid this is going to sound very very weird you're
0: going
2: to say Guti no 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 no. recently recently. Guti back in the day of course but recently uh, this is going to sound very weird but um, last few years for some reason whenever I watch Real Madrid I don't get as much enjoyment watching Real Madrid when Ramos isn't playing I, I know that's that's, that's
1: left the field, but nah, nah. with with Ramajid for me is Ramos, for example. So sorry, 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 sorry. Back, back back background. This guy came to my house and put on Ramos documentary and just sitting on the sofa <laughs> watching of Ramos. I'm like, that's that's I didn't even true. know the, I didn't even know the man had a documentary. Bro. Bro. He's got Amazon, is Amazon,
2: Amazon, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, 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 Amazon Prime. Bro, I imagine that was the second time I was watching it as well. I'd watched it already, <laughs> bro. I love Ramos, you know. He's a hard player, bro. bro I love Ramos.
0: It's like it's like mom, might You
2: have love him me you hate nah, him. Nah, bro, bro, but come on, if you hate him, you're weird. <laughs> um. Um. And so, anyway, the point I'm making is, uh, Tiago was that guy at uh, Bayern Munich for me. Yeah, yeah. Do you okay. get what I mean? Um. So it's 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 hard not to. But then Alonso was that guy at um at uh at Liverpool, Real Madrid, and Bayern for me as well. Do you get what I mean? So it's like, Oh I, I, you know, what, I'm sticking with my guy Alonso man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm it, I could have made the
0: confusion and put Xavi in the mix, but then Xavi's like a master. Twice. But you know why? You know why I'm no, not? You know why
2: I don't? I don't mean, love. not for me. Iniesta's my guy, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Iniesta in, in that battle, Iniesta wins it all day for me. All day. True. but then also, I think Xavi I think was Xavi. Well, I mean, was his passing really? could we really talk about his passing in the same vein as? As Alonso, Thiago, and Perlo. is yeah, passing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Xavi was a world class, obviously a world-class player, fantastic at every aspect of the game. But I don't think his passing, like if them man are 99,
1: Xavi was like 97. No, but I, I don't think we got to see his full passing range because yeah. of the way Barcelona plays. Yeah, true.
2: He's not
0: intricate, he's like quick passing, like one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But you say that, but even in my head now, I can sit here and think of at least three. Ridiculous assist that Iniesta got from like a a sick um, uh, long range pass, oh through to like Suarez or someone. And example. the side
0: of his foot as well, not even like a like an instant, like a pass. It's like the side of his foot.
2: Who like, Iniesta? Iniesta, yeah. thirty
0: no. yards, it will curl right no. to your foot.
2: In- Iniesta was my guy, man. Like, I, literally, I, I, you I mean, could
0: have Emil Hesse control, still getting that ball. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: Sorry, Emil but, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sticking with my guy, Alonso, man. I'm not gonna lie. As much, don't get me wrong, like, I love Thiago. Um, Perlo, I don't think I watch as much as the others. Perlo is more YouTube clips for me, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not mm. going to sit here in front. Perlo is more so YouTube clips. Um, but, um, and as much as I love Tiago, I'm, I'm going to sit with my guy, Alonso, man. That's my, that's my guy, man. That's my Crody. can't lie to you.
0: It's just like, if I saw Tiago playing. I know he's playing against our kids um, on Friday, but it's just like, he got the ball and it's just like, he'll just, just, one touch, think. No, but it, he does
1: that every game. No matter who the opposition is, he does that. No, every he, every he, every he, he didn't do it against um, Southampton. Southampton, <laughs> Southampton he, poor. Southampton defended well
0: though. They defended
1: well. They, they did, uh, but I'll call a spade a spade. Even against um, Newcastle, like it took him a couple of seconds to get into the to, to the game, but then, but we just didn't have enough to win that game either. But um, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, as much as I love him, I'll call it out when I see it. Like, that's the only way yeah. he's going to improve. Well, I mean, not that he needs to improve, but that's the only way he's going to know to always keep the levels up. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, no, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, we were doing
2: predictions, league, weren't we? <laughs> oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> sorry. sorry. I it <laughs> uh, so you said your boys were going to beat Spurs, and then to be fair, it's the last game, uh, Thursday, Arsenal, Crystal Palace.
0: You know what? I'm going to go three 0 Arsenal and two for Bamean. Wow, okay. mad! Time, yeah. mad. He's, 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 in, <laughs> wow. he's in my dream team as well. That's why you got It's a bit biased. biased. <laughs> it's a bit biased. Mad. I bet Zaha gets a hat trick or something. But <laughs> mad. I feel like Arsenal are under up now. And I, feel like I mean, yeah,
2: good. they won the last three. To be fair, two clean sheets they, in the last looked two. They
0: look good. They look like the old Arsenal.
2: I mean, what West Brom and uh games?
0: You got, you got performers. They lost everyone saying they don't they're get relegated, but they won. You had to win.
2: Yeah, fair.
0: You know Sam we
2: defended with 11 men yeah. literally so you know nah fair 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 all right cool so thank you for that uh listeners questions I know we got one this week I can't remember it
1: but Uncle Tass please so this week we had from j Black 518 which team is best set up for the new brexit laws and not allowing foreign under 18 players to be signed?
2: i mean my two cents i think to be honest to say which team is best set up for that any lower league team to be honest because you typically see um the 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 bigger boys kind of doing that where they will pick up these young kids from some random place uh and then put them shove them into the the youth system right um and obviously now that is not something that could happen. So obviously examples from my club, particularly uh, a move that we had for that like Paul Pogba, David De Gea, for example, I believe those two moves wouldn't have been able to have worked under the new laws. Do you get what I mean? And so you typically see that happening with um, with the bigger clubs. I don't know whether it's because they can afford to send out more scouts to more places to go and look at more players in, in, in the most obscure parts of this world. But... Um, I feel like in general in general terms, the, the lower league teams will probably be in a, in a better position, at least anyway, because it, it almost le- kind of levels out the playing field. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. What about you guys?
0: Yeah, I think the same. Because you're right, I'm just saying, because you <coughs> look at teams like Arsenal, for example, I mean, do they have some youth players coming through now, like um, Smith Rowe and whatnot? Mm. But in yeah. general, it's normally the case they go to Continent and get your... Players from the Barcelona youth team mm. and whatnot. Like we got Luis Fabregas. Barry. Yeah, Fabregas. Have works. Exactly. We got we Louis win. Barry from the youth team of Barca as well. But I think we'll be lower league because they'll just look at what they do have. They Wait, that you that scored the other day? Yeah, come from you. Barcelona. From Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. He's not English. He's English, but his thing is, I think his his story was that he was at West Brom and he did really well at West Brom. But his dad's a big Villa fan, but who isn't? <laughs> 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 and then they snapped him up and went to Barca, and then he snapped him up and going from Barca. Raw. Yeah. But it's the case, I think they the the bigger teams, like you said, they do go for um teams for players from like Spain, Brazil, mm. Italy and whatnot. But I think yeah, the lower league, so not even your championship, probably like your league one, league two, but just look at the youth players they currently have mm. and just invest in that because they can't obviously afford to and they can't because of the current pandemic yeah. invest in, you know, you know, young youth players.
1: So for me, I think the opposite. In the sense of, I think the best, well, clearing away the, the best team, <laughs> the, 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 the best team at the moment or best setup is Chelsea, and that's because they've got a history of um, stockpiling young players. So, although the, the laws have changed, there's probably kids within the Chelsea academy now, at eleven, twelve, who are the next Hudson odoys or Jaden Sancho's or. Um, Phil Foden's, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm. Potentially the only one who could rival that is your Man City's, where again, they've been stockpiling players. Look, They had Jaden Sancho in, in the academy. Um, Douglas Ruiz was a the player they had, um, who we're seeing raving about now at Villa. So <clears throat> I think these teams, because of the fact they've already got the set up, they're the best place. Because now what it will be, you won't see players being signed from abroad. So like maybe, like you mentioned, Paul Pogba won't be able to have come to England so early. But as soon as he turns 18, these clubs are still going to sign them and put them in the under-18s or they're going to snap up all the young talent from lower league. So like a Louis Barry won't go from West Brom to Barca, he'll go from West Brom to Chelsea. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense.
1: So yeah, that was, our, that, that was our answers for you, um, Mr. J Black. But let us know on the socials what your thoughts are. Because I know you're probably going to say Arsenal, but we know that's a lie. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I days. Arsenal getting
0: shots fired continuously. Oh, my <laughs> days. Listen, it's an
2: Arsenal awesome friendly zone. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Spain's trivia. Again, it would be remiss of me if I didn't make it. Aston Villa related with uh, <laughs> with Anachi in the building so don't worry Uncle Tass I know sometimes you like to think I'm throwing curveballs this this might be one of the curveballs <laughs> and I'll be I'll be impressed if uh, I'll be impressed if that you even got this one uh, yeah. so obviously El Ghazi El is in a rich vein of form right now uh-huh. banged in a few goals in his last few appearances he actually uh, became the first Aston Villa player to score in three successive Premier League appearances since 2015 mm-hmm. so I've given you a year so hopefully that could allow you to, to work it out yeah what, who was the last player to score in, their last, in, in three consecutive Aston Villa
1: uh, Premier League appearances? Benteke, mm, yeah. I was going to say Benteke mm, as well. No. What? Wait, 2015? No. It wasn't Benteke, consecutive of 2015. Did he
0: relegated the season. After? Oh, gosh, it was Gabby, innit? No. Oh wow! Then I ain't got a clue. <laughs> what what yes. what
1: position? What position? Uh, midfield actually. Barry? No, nope. he wasn't there. He wasn't there. He wasn't years. Charles and Zobia. That's for sure. No. Nope. It wasn't But that one's got me. Long, I'm not line, buddy. I'll it? give you a
2: clue. English square
1: Jack? Nah. From midfield. Wow, boy. Yeah, I can't lie. I give up. I
0: can say Tom Cleverley because we had him as well. Tom Cleverley. It's Tom Cleverley. Okay.
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Cleverley. Tom Cleverley. Man's gonna gosh, chop that no. <laughs> I forgot he was
0: on our books. <laughs> Bro, I mean,
2: so, I mean, so did I.
0: That's
2: real trivia, though, boy. That's... Tom Cleverley was the last player to score in three consecutive Premier League uh, Premier League games for you boys back in 2015.
0: Was that his only three goals for us? After his- <laughs>
2: uh, probably <laughs> Probably his only three goals in his flipping career.
0: Yeah,
2: he was. I don't understand how we had him, man.
0: Hopefully, hopefully, there's
1: some clever people out there who got that. Hey, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cleverley, indeed. <laughs>
2: We'll move on to the last segment during the discussion. Uh before we before we get onto this week's question, uh we obviously put out question last week. Um What was last week's one? Who's been the worst? Who was who's been the worst summer signing so far? That was last week's question. Um <laughs> Do you I don't think we uh, we've had a response from you on that one. So uh who would you say has been the worst summer signing so far?
1: We had we had a couple on the socials which might help you as well. We had um, Leon Cole eighty eight said Bale one hundred percent and he's a Spurs fan. And we had M underscore Fernandez underscore saying Timo Werner and I can see why Klopp didn't want to sign him.
2: <laughs> for um, for added transparency, I said Ryan Fraser. Uh, Uncle Tass I think also said Timo Werner to be fair. Uh I think I had someone message me on my personal Instagram with an answer.
0: Oh, I've got it. Go, go, go. Uh
2: I think I can't remember. Uh oh no, basically it was because uh, I posted it on my personal Instagram as well. Mm. And I said I'm saying Ryan Fraser as an answer and a Newcastle fan responded and said, I'm not a fan of this anti Newcastle agenda. <laughs> uh but he didn't actually give me an answer. Um so yeah, no. So yeah, those are the answers that we, we've had so far. So you said you got one?
0: Yeah, I got one. I'm really sorry Chelsea fans, but I want to say Kai Havers.
2: Actually, no, Tash, you said, um, you said Kai Havers, didn't you? Yeah, I was yeah, going to I'm correct gonna... you, but I, I yeah. was going to let it slide. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, don't get me wrong. He's a good player. I wouldn't say world-class because world-class, you've got to show that level in more than just one league and consistently as well.
2: Oh, you think in more than one league? Oh, uh, no, you know, this is the kind of worms that we can't open right now. We have you know to know on the up.
0: You might want to edit it out because Messi's been in one league his whole career and he is world class. So it's like, that, that, that is a, that's a poor statement. <laughs> sorry to say but. Okay, at least we don't have to have that discussion then. <laughs> I'll say consistently. Okay. Yeah, my bad, my bad. But yeah, man, I mean, I know he's young, but I mean, for that price tag and I'm not sure how many goals he scored. I think he's probably scored two. The, I, I think he's got two in the. Wait,
2: he's got a hat trick in the Carling well, cup. cup. Um, yeah. one, so he's got at least three. At least three. I but think yeah, he's got maybe I one think for in the the,
0: the Price of was it eighty? Was it eighty it something? Mad, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it takes time to gel. Don't get me wrong, but when you pay that kind of money, sorry, fans expect results straight away. And, yeah. You know, you can go two, three games without scoring and getting assists, But after that, you have got to start performing day in and day out.
2: You know what's interesting? I don't know how much longer I'm going to buy this whole people have to adjust to um new leagues etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't know how much longer i'm going to i'm going to accept that excuse you know because i'm i'm actually deep in it i'm like bro you're a professional footballer you know how to play football <laughs> the game does not change in another league it doesn't the game's the same in another country Literally. and these Definitely. same players will be able to go and go and play champions league or play world cup football and they and they want to play well but then they can't just go and play in another league i mean uh, don't get me wrong, if you're saying that there's psychologically an effect of having to move house and adapt to a new culture, a new mm. environment, all that type of stuff. That's outside of Exactly. Then, okay, <laughs> I kind of get that. But once you step on that pitch, bro, it's a, it's within realms. It's the same size pitch. It's the same size football. It's the same size goals. It should
0: be tunnel vision. You know what you're going to do in it, literally. Yeah. So yeah
2: I, don't, I, I, I mean, I don't know how much longer I'm going to buy that excuse for, but Uncle Taz, you was about to say something.
1: No, I was going to say, but even Thiago Silva, who for all accounts has slotted into the league quite well, um, he was yeah. saying that the league is one of the most difficult he's played in. And even um, Gundogan came out and said he's not surprised to see Werner and Havertz struggling because um, the Premier League is so physical compared to the Bundesliga. So uh, th- I think... I don't know, man. As a professional footballer, you should be able to... You
0: should, uh, you you should should my two cents, you should be able to adapt. I'm be. sorry. You should, you should be, be able to. Like you go through intense training yep. two times, three times a week. Yep. Like you should be used to this, like yep. whether it's physical or not. You yep. adapt your game. You are meant yep. to be world class players. Yep. In war, in Kai Havertz's case, anyway. Yeah, that means you should I, yeah.
2: Be I don't know. I don't, to be honest, I'm putting my foot down from here. I'm not buying that excuse any longer, man. If you're, if you can only perform in one league, you can move to another league and you don't perform. I don't. I don't know for you, man. And you're probably not
0: supposed to perform.
2: The, 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 <laughs> the only, person I let off in in this day and age right now is Paul Pogba. Um, <laughs> you know
0: what? You know what? Is okay. Is Paul Pogba world class? Yes. Yes, uncle. Yeah, is he is he world class?
1: Yeah, yeah, he is.
2: You're gonna say no, <laughs> bro. Paul Pop was world class, man. I'm sorry, he's world class. I
0: don't, I don't, okay, okay, hear me out. Yeah, I'm listening. World class. When you think of world class, what do you think of? So I
2: know you're probably your first thing that you're thinking is probably to do with consistency, mm-hmm. and I understand that. I understand that
0: there's a but, isn't
2: there? I just feel like, I just feel like, yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: for example, someone like okay, this is going to sound a little bit like a stretch purely because obviously the age difference,
0: yeah,
2: right. But I feel like, for example, someone like Wayne Rooney mm-hmm. would be considered or would have been considered a world class player at one time, yeah, of course. He peaked quite early mm-hmm. and is now playing derby, soon to be the new manager type yeah. of thing, right. Mm-hmm. But we still consider him world-class. Definitely. Was he... But no one's going to take away the fact... No one's going to take away the fact that he was world-class just because, A, he peaked early and then ended up playing in the Championship for Derby County. Mm. Right? Yeah. So why? Because Paul Pogba... Like I said, I get the fact Paul Pogba was younger. Mm. But this is also why I still stand by the fact that he's world-class because I 100% expect him... The guy's still only 27. Do you get what I mean? His prime years are still ahead of him.
0: True. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Paul Pogba was just somebody that had a, a heavy load on his shoulders from early, because of his ability, mm. because of his world class ability. Absolutely nobody on this earth denies Paul Pogba's talent.
0: But when you ability, yes, but not world class ability. I think it's more so no, what, no, 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 no. no,
2: no, no, Paul Pogba has world class ability.
0: Has but
2: has he possesses right now world class ability? So if he was Bro, to go, would you be upset? I will be. I, I will be devastated. And I, I know that sounds mad. And I know, I know even as uh Man United fans, we could sit on different sides of the fence on this yeah, argument, right? I personally would be devastated. I personally would give Paul Popper like a 300k contract and just try and get the best out of him. Do you get what I mean? If it doesn't work, cool. But if I had, a, if I had a crystal ball and someone told me Paul Popper signs a new contract, it doesn't work out. I would want him to leave only because I want him to live out I'm not even going to say his potential because we all know what Paul Pogba possesses. Like I said, nobody on this earth denies Paul Pogba's talent.
0: Yeah, that's true. 100%. I just want
1: him to go out and just play his best football. Why did you activate him? Why did you activate him, Nachi? You'll just go on and on about United.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want not to activate him, but it's more the case of, I don't understand why it's all just hype around Paul Pogba. It's like, for me, it's like a brand. Yeah. And a brand that's it's obviously got status. But what has he actually done? What has he actually done? This wait. You, okay, like, wait, wait. Like, are you saying for you, Man in that? No, I was exactly. I'm I even saying say no, just, just for Juve well, right. as well. Okay.
2: for Juve as well. It was great for you. Exactly.
0: But it's again that like, he hasn't brought that into a Premier League. And when you, what you see, he has in glimpses. In glimpses, yeah. the consistency. no consistency. And what you tend to see with like his agent, which I think is ludicrous. His agent. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like if that was me, I and I that, and man. I love my club, I'll just say, look, yeah, listen, you you work for me. Stop talking. I want to stay for this club. Well, come and make a statement. But it's not. And that shows... Like he, did, he, did, he, did, he
2: did. He came out and said he, he loves Man United and he's putting his all into the club. Whether or not that's lip service, I don't know. <laughs> but he did do it. Do you get okay, what I mean? Okay. The, 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 the the thing that... The, where I, I kind of side with Paul Pogba on this is that he knows at the end of the day, even when the time comes that he moves on, his agent is going to get a deal done. Yes,
0: yeah, true. No
2: one can deny Mina, right? He, he obviously has the title of a Super's agent for a reason. Do you get what I mean? The guy can, the guy could sell flipping. He could sell my laptop to flipping Chelsea right now for sixty mil.
0: Do
2: you get what I mean? Like it's it's <laughs> mad, it's mad. So I get that, but obviously you take the good with the bad at times, isn't it? At the end of the day, he, Paul Poppers probably sitting there saying, you know what? My agent can say whatever the hell he wants because he's a super agent in this game of football.
0: Yeah,
2: people either like love him or hate him, yeah. and he's going to be him. I'm just a player. He's probably sitting there thinking, I can let my football do the talking. And to be fair, since those comments, we've seen the best of Pogba. Yeah.
0: The West Ham goal was mad. <laughs> we've seen the best yeah. of
2: Pogba since those comments. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So he's probably sitting there saying, I'm going to let my football do the talking, which it has been since then. That is true. So no one's going to ever get mad at Pogba in that situation. Do you get what I mean? Okay, some people might come out and say, oh, Pogba should shut his agent down, say one thing or the other, rare, rare, rare. Mm. But at the end of the day, as a footballer, your main job is, you're not, you're not a peacekeeper, you're not damage control, you're not, um, do you get what I mean? Your job is to go out there and let your football do the talking. Mm. And like I said, since then, that's what he's been doing. So I'm not mad at him for that. And I'm not expecting him to get rid of Minarello as his agent because, like I said, I'm not expecting Popper to retire at Man United. Yeah. So when the time comes for Popper to move on, Minarello will get the best deal for him. We've seen it time and time again. Yeah,
0: that's true. That is true.
2: Do you get what I mean? And so I'm not mad at him for that. So in that regard, yeah, cool, I can get why people would say about his age and his and, and
0: club and whatnot.
2: Yeah. But I still think I still think Pogba, like I said, he's only twenty-seven years old, his best years are ahead of him, and he's shown enough, generally speaking, okay, cool, Man United, his career's been up and down. Yeah, hit and miss. Yeah, he practically missed the whole of last season for the most part until obviously he got ex- it got extended through COVID. <clears throat> but even after that, he came back and was playing well. Um, for the most part, his career at Man United has been hit and miss. I get that. But from what we've seen of him and the f- the things that he shows on his day, the guy's world class. The guy is world class.
0: I'm sorry. He was good against us. Apart from his dive, he was good against us. <laughs> <laughs> so he did the dive, so he tripped. Taz, I know really you can agree <laughs> with me there. Did he not trip oh my himself God. up and get a penny?
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. That, that was that was oh a thing.
0: Douglas Weeds was tight, but there was minimal contact. He tripped on his foot. I was back. waiting for you to come on I had to bring up. I was sorry. waiting for this. To... Sorry, I am in my feelings, and I had to lay out. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, all right, cool. Well, we won't, we won't, um, we won't uh, think. So your worst signing of the summer was uh, Timo Werner. No, Kai Havertz. Yeah. Definitely. Um,
0: I couldn't be bad to say Frank Lampard, but allow it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Cool. So this week's question is uh, obviously naturally we're in a new month. We actually should have asked this one last week, but we forgot. Um, goal player and manager Ooh. of the month. It's a
0: good one. A good goal
2: player one. and manager of the month. Okay. So uh, yeah, have, have I you one. you got yours. Yeah. All right. We'll, uh, okay. As our guest, please feel free to go first.
0: It's just going to hurt me so much. i shall start with the player. Player, for me, is El Ghazi. Five goals in five games. You're attached, man. You're attached. Let me finish, though. No, but he's he, he played really well. He really has. He's come back and he's, he's done bits. The man's watching football through some character. <laughs> lenses, bro. flipping hell. Manager, I'll give it to your boy, Oli. Because you've got 14 points out of six games, which is impressive. And to be fair... A lot of people writ Oli off, including my United fans. I mean, and I still really do. Yeah. I still do write him <laughs> off. I'm not going
2: to lie to you. I side with what Uncle Tess said at the start of the season that he he he's just benefiting from great fortune in that we are a yeah. big name club and we can sign big players and we have big players who are yeah, able to poor. turn it up. Yeah, Because I, I don't mean, I don't mean to cu- I don't mean to cut you off there. Actually, no, no. I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish.
0: Um, yeah, so yeah. So him as Matso player, El Ghazi manager, Oli because obviously 14 points out of six games. Goal! It's got to be Son against Arsenal, man.
2: Son against Arsenal.
0: Okay, that was a banger. Cool, definite banger.
2: I'll I'll take that. Uh, I'll continue. Sorry, I'm just going to interject and say mine only because on 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 um Nachi's point about Oli, I think the thing the thing that I the thing that I um not I, I think like I said he is just benefiting from the players that we have. Every game, we're playing a different formation, different system. We don't know what's going on. Do you get what I mean? So Bro, if you look at some of the results in there, we I mean, we scraped Wolves. the, the two, two of the games that I would have wanted to have at least got something more from, mm. the Leicester and City game, we drew both of them. Do you get what I mean? So obviously, when you're coming against the top six club, bear in mind, we used to be a team that were consistently playing well against top six clubs. Yeah, definitely. Do you get what I mean? And we obviously got two draws. I'm not angry at two draws. I'm just saying, if you're coming out of the strong, back of... Yeah, do you get what I mean? Definitely. Uh And then when you look at Suffolk United We scraped 3-2 The Leeds game Is probably one of the only games I'd say that we actually Like yeah We smacked it yeah, you bodied them though. Do you get know what I mean <laughs> That's the play. only game I'd say we smacked it They're a good
0: team They're a good kind of but, team as well
2: But We know And everybody could have Seen that coming Based on how the two teams played Yeah
0: it's going to be high school,
2: Do you get right? you know what I mean So it, that was always Going to be the case so I'll say what I'd like to say anyway. My manager And you is,
0: were, again, you're fortunate that Aston Villa as well because of the trip and the penalty.
2: Well, first of all, that was in January, so <laughs> <laughs> irrelevant. Fair <laughs> fair. Irrelevant. You just want to get your agendas out there. That's cool, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Uh, and then on the complete flip side to yeah. what I was just saying and the reason I'm going to go for this guy, Carlo Ancelotti, 1-0 no win against Chelsea, 2-0 no win against Leicester, 2-1 win against Arsenal the guy was getting results quietly. I didn't even clock. That's actually... I didn't even clock these. I didn't even clock these. Okay, 1-1 one, one draw to Burnley away. That's probably the only result you're probably sitting and going. But beating
0: Leicester away 2-0 was a great result. That's Leicester, my point. They're a hard team to break down.
2: That's my point. So that's why I'm giving manager to Carlo Ancelotti. Um, player, uh, it, would be, it would be dickhead of me not to go for this guy because I've actually been saying for the last two weeks I was giving it to this guy. Um, Sam Johnston I don't understand How he's not even up For nomination Sam Johnston Had a very good month You know Making some fantastic saves home, like, okay. West Bromgo Yeah Bro He had a very good month In December And I've been saying it For the last two weeks If so he continues And I think Okay cool They lost um, uh, um, Was it 4-0 to Arsenal yeah. Was that in December Or was that in January Oh I feel like That, might have, just, that might have missed I think that might have missed December Let me just quickly check
0: uh, 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 I feel like you're might, uh, might be the last part. It might be the knee is. Oh, right, Westbrook. <clears throat>
2: That's last season, actually. Uh, Arsenal, yeah, 2nd of Jan. second of Jan. Oh, sorry, five to Leeds. So, okay, they conceded five to Leeds, but still, I think, I think, um, I think Sam Johnson had a fantastic. Had a, he had a good month, man? Obviously, if you're if you're playing for a team like was from bottom of the league, playing terribly. You're gonna concede, so I'm not yeah. mad at that. But I mm. think Sam Johnson has actually pulled him out of a few situations, and I rate that.
0: He's a good um, stopper,
2: though. He's a good he is. He is, and they, I mean, I felt sorry for him for a long time because obviously we had him on our books for years, and we just kept sending him out on loan. Wait kept, to us as well. For you, you yeah. went to you guys
0: for a bit. It was great for us, though. He was great. For exactly.
2: Us. So I I just rate him highly, and I think he had a good month. Aside from that, it would be crazy for me not to say Bruno Fernandez. It would be crazy for me not to say Bruno Fernandez because yeah, I mean, Fernandes. just wow, um, well, like, was... just wow. <laughs> and then my goal of the month, I'm going um, Sebastian Halle, the uh, overhead kick that he scored, the overhead goal that he scored against uh, or the bicycle kick, so that he scored. Who is it against uh, the? Was, was it West Brom? Yeah, West. Yeah, yeah against that, West Brom. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going that. You know what the funny thing is? Mm. Actually, I don't think we actually discussed that game. That. Yeah, I don't think we discussed that one. I was going to say, actually no, it would have been on a Sunday. I must not have watched that game, you know. Because I'm thinking I'm I'm so sure I didn't give that my goal of the week for that week, but <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't
0: matter.
1: matter. <laughs> Sorry, I'll I'm, I'm done. Thank you. So <laughs> it's 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 simple. Solskjaer, whatever you think of the man, he's got the results. Fernandez, oh. whatever you think of the player. He's efficient and goal, Madison's goal um, against... Newcastle, wasn't it? Newcastle, yes. Yeah, it was a banger.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was a,
2: to be fair, I think that was what got my goal. Actually, was that the same week? I can't even remember. The anymore. left foot. The curler. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there's been just so much football recently. Bro. It's ridiculous. But okay, cool. Nice and simple. No need to explain any of them because, <laughs> to, the, to the point. But yeah, I hear you. I hate you. So it's funny how you both went for social and I didn't. I'm surprised, you know. Bro, I'm cr- so critical of the guy. It's a joke. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I I'm so that. critical of him.
0: I think, you know, because as a main night uh, fan, guess your expectations are really high. And you see flaws in his management skills. Bro, 3-2
2: to Sheffield United. Sheffield has scored two goals against us, bro. They cannot score for shit this season and they scored two against us. Yeah,
0: that, that, that was a bit of a madness. But again, this season, freak results. Bro,
2: the Wolves game, a lucky deflected last-minute goal. Lucky deflected last also minute goal. Was a
0: hard team to break down, bro? I'm not nah, bro. Not. <laughs> I mean,
2: listen. Obviously, next week I'm hoping to be in better spirits when we're top of the league <laughs> in that. Yeah, but
0: we'll see. We'll see. Uh Yeah, I think that's that's it in it. Yeah. Wow. Boy. Nachi. Guys, thank you for having me, man. It's been it's been great, man. I've loved
1: Thank this, you man.
2: very much for coming on. I'm blessed. We appreciate somebody. it.
1: Appreciate it, man
0: we
2: appreciate it hopefully we can have hopefully we can have another conversation come the end of the season when we see whether or not your boys finish 10th of 60 points (laughs) Uh, because what we what we did at the big because obviously this is the first season we've been doing this pod yeah Uh, so at the start of the season when we were practicing and whatnot we did like a run through for each team season Mm. do you get what I mean so We'll see. Hopefully we can get you back down when we're discussing Aston Villa at the end of the season to see... Uh...
0: I would love that. Yeah. I would literally love that. Guys. Yeah, yeah. calm,
2: calm. We'll, we'll, we'll line it. that up. Obviously, you don't live far, so we'll line that up. Definitely. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for coming down. Thank we you appreciate that.
0: Appreciate it, bro.
2: No problemo. Um and Guys, that's been another instalment of the Top Bins pod. Obviously, slightly longer than slightly longer than usual that we've been recording recently, but hey, obviously a lot of insight into Aston Villa from that, So once again, appreciate that insight into the into the club,
1: um, Uncle Tess. So, guys, make sure you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Top Pod. That's T H E. T-O-P-B-I-N-S-P-O-D. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating and leave us a review because that helps us shoot up the rankings so whether good or bad, we want to hear your thoughts. And let's get the Top Wins Pod community out there. Indeed, indeed. Well, guys, there we have it. Another
2: week, another episode done. As always, trying to come at you every Monday through your airwaves. I've been your host, Spainy, joined by my co-host, Uncle Tass. And we had a very special guest today. Nachi, thank you very much. Guys, this has been the Top Bins. Keep it Top Bins. As always, peace. Yow.